It's a surprise episode of Talking During Movies. Talking During Movies. Surprise episode. Ian Stonebrook, me, Jason Dick, White Men Can't Jump. Bam! Friday surprise. You're welcome. Let's kick off the weekend with this Friday surprise. So here you go. It's just love from me to you. That's all it is. Now, before we get to the fun of everything, let's do this. Montucky Cold Snacks. My dear, dear friends, gotta love them, MontuckyColdSnacks.com. Check them out, buy some gear, go to your local store, pick up a beer, tall boys, six-pack. By the way, if you're in Austin, Texas, still on sale. $4.98, six-pack, tall boys, best beer, best price, can't not, you cannot beat it. And our friends at Dirty Bills, the best dive bar in all of Texas, the best bar in Austin, Texas. Hands down, Leslie, the team, Alan, TK, One Angry Black Man, everybody there is amazing. Got to go in. If you can't go in, find them online, dirtybillsaustin.com. Get some gear, represent Dirty Bills, show them some love because they show us so much love. Now, with all that, we're done and enjoy the movie. Or actually us talking, I guess. You can enjoy the movie, rent it, watch it. And listen, I don't care. But hey, here we go. Me, the dick man, and Ian Stonebrook. White men can't jump. See ya. Bam. Jason Dick. We are live. Hey, what's up, man? You know, you know, I'm in my fancy clothes. Yeah. But it's just because there was some business that had to be done earlier. I was, That's all. I was literally pulling my sweatpants up as Jason <laughs> pointed out that he's all, you know, in, in a business costume today. A business costume is accurate to, to that. We got a we got a guest today, Ian. How are you, man? I'm fantastic. How are y'all? Good, good. So, um, Ian, tell us a little bit about yourself. What you do? You know, give us give us the the, the thirty thousand foot overview so the people <laughs> know about your expertise before I jump into what movie we're gonna do. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, my name is Ian Stonebrook. I work as the editor for NiceKicks.com. Uh, or really now, like Nice Kicks IG, that's kind of how things are going. But three million followers there, uh, much more than me uh, personally. But yeah, basically specialize in footwear, uh, fashion, basketball. I mean, and you're sitting between two fashion icons. <laughs> <laughs> so consider also, yourself also, lucky. I'm also on the dress down wave. Uh, <laughs> imagine that. Um, but yeah, been uh, been there eight years. Interned nine years ago. Nice. And uh, yeah, I got to. Uh, Interviewed many uh, famous hoopers, rappers, designers. Really? Who? Drop some names. Um, Whoopi Goldberg. Although not, <laughs> not, 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 a, not a rapper or a hooper uh, by trade, but uh, that's always the one that comes up. Uh, Lil Wayne, Kevin Durant, Derrick Rose. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Derrick Rose, did you ask him how he lost a bet with God? Who, why is he punished? This could be one of the top ten greats. Oh, man. He's... Yeah. And it sucks too because he's like a super nice guy. Yes. Like, yeah, he's probably my favorite basketball player I've talked to. Wow. Really? Right. Yeah. That's funny. This is the, the timing on this is perfect because I'm in the market for some basketball shoes. Uh, and 
Jason Dick threatens he's going to come play with us. I'm, dude, I'm, I, I want to elaborate on that whole thing in a minute. Literally, <laughs> literally yesterday, I was on BigShoes.com where I buy most of my shoes because I got goddamn monster feet. And yeah, just you could sort by basketball. And they don't have like a huge selection, but it's like 10 or 15 different pairs. And they have the D Rose shoes on there. And I felt so bad because it's like... Yeah, it said one thirty nine ninety nine, and then it was crossed out, and it was like sixty nine ninety nine. I was like, "Oh man, T Rose." Dude, I have they I have slashed LeBron. his ACL, and then they slashed prices. <laughs> I have I have LeBrons that I wear. Yeah, that I got for twenty nine ninety nine because they're Breast Cancer Awareness Month hot pink. Oh, nice! <laughs> so nice. I, I have no shame in that. By the way, folks, we are watching. That's why Ian's here. He knows the hoop game. You know, Jason Dick knows the hoop game, and I pretend to know the hoop game. We're watching White Men Can't Jump. Three white guys talking about White Men Can't Jump. Let's get you cued in. We're at a minute and 40, 41, 42, 43. You're good. And now for the ceremony. Ah! Beers are cracked. I've got my cold Montucky. Thanks for uh, those Montucky's kids at Montucky Cold Snacks. Ian, uh, he, uh, he he hates Montana, and uh, he wishes that he was just in, in Ireland for some reason. So he's got a Guinness, and Jason, of course, his tradition, shot a crown and a Bud Light before noon. This is how we do it. Yeah. This is, uh, I got a, uh, I got real quick, I think this is funny, I got an email from this uh, company, and they had invited me to come interview to talk with them about doing some real work, trying to be an adult, and then they listened to the podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> And they were like, hey, um, I just, I don't think that we will be as fun as what you do a couple times a week. <laughs> and I said, yeah, but I think you pay more. Right. <laughs> and, they, and they're like, well, you know, anyways, it was fun talking with you. And then after rejecting, they're like, could we be a guest on the podcast? Oh, no way, man. No. They uh, tell them they can uh, they can buy time. They can yeah, be sponsors. That's, that's a pay yeah. for play situation. It's a pay for yeah. play situation. It was it was hilarious. I was like, well, there you go, kids. There you go. So, Ian, um, you've been how, how long? You're from Michigan, right? Yes. But you're a Spartan, not a Wolverine. Correct. Although I grew up a Wolverine fan. Grew up a Wolverine, though. So, oh, like, really? Married, you know, yeah. And we we've talked. My buddy Chris Howard, running back Wolverines. Yes. Married a pretty young lady who was married to a young lady, Gabrielle Union. Oh, heard her. Yeah, heard of her. She's she's a nice, she's very nice. I met her a couple times. A very nice woman. Very nice. Married to, I believe, D. Wade now. Right? Yeah, my sister uh, just like listened to her audiobook. She dated Jason Kidd in high school. Wow. Yeah. Really? Glad she survived that. That's great. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Domestic violence joke. Sorry. Edit that out. <laughs> Never. Edit that out. <laughs> nope. Uh, as, as I, who was it that, uh, Ari Shafir says, you you know, anything can be a joke. <laughs> if it's delivered correctly, anything can be a joke. And, and, and so do so a couple other greats, you know. Uh, who's the uh, the guy from Comedy Central? Uh, who's the guy Tosh. from... Oh, yeah. Tosh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Tosh. The, the only famous guy in Comedy Central. The rest <laughs> yeah. are... They're just replaying old ones. We're like, I can't believe they made it. Comedy Michael. Central is amazing. That show's been on for a million years. The Daily Show, obviously, is fine. But every other show on there, it's like they just have, I feel like they have two wheels. They spin a wheel that's got 20 relevant co relevant comics on it, and then another wheel with a concept, and it'd be like, uh, okay, it looks like this time it's going to be Samantha B and new show. Or it's uh, it's Doug Benson, and he's going to be a judge. And yep. this is how they come up with their ideas. That's how they do it. 
Now, so the conspiracy theory behind this real quick is, as you see him lay his head down and close his eyes, is that this is all a dream. Oh, oh! I never even considered that. Wow. That this is all just that he's homeless and this is a dream. And that he like sucks too or something? Yeah, no, that he's awful. <laughs> 100% awful, right? But he's lived his one dream, you know, and, and so he's homeless and that, that's, just, that's just how it is. Uh, have you ever uh, hooked? No, no, you prefer indoor game outdoor. Well, it's funny, like random anecdotes. So you're yeah, talking yeah. about, you know, Derrick Rose shoes. I yeah. played in Derrick's shoes. I never got hurt. Funny enough, <laughs> yesterday, I uh, needed a break from work. I needed to get out. I went to the park, and I didn't even make this connection until just now, but I was wearing the shoes that Woody Harrelson wears in this movie. So, really? Yeah, oh, Command yeah. Force Retros, which I had an original and retro form, both for $40 at the thrift shop. Wow. At the thrift shop. And, by the way, let's 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 just continue the name drop. Yeah. Thrift shop. Who called you out on stage a couple years ago? Oh, okay. Macklemore did, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Macklemore did, yes. What happened? Yeah, very good dude. Um, he was actually twice in shows in Austin. He's uh, He showed love to both Nice Kicks and myself by name on oh, stage. Nice. Once at uh, the old uh, Red River Emos and then at Cedar Park. I met Wesley Snipes Stokes. once. How was that? Uh, well, our beer company was sponsoring uh, his movie Blade, The Blade Party. And uh, he came in and he saw the beer and he asked for it to be removed because he thought it was racist. Really? It was Blackstar. Oh. <laughs> and he thought because he thought that they picked the beer because he was a black star. And I said, ah, no, I sir. I said, I no, see. sir. You, you, sir, are a movie star. This beer is uh, from Whitefish, Montana. And he goes, even worse, <laughs> get it out. <laughs> and so my friends and I put it in the back of my Ford Taurus station wagon, company car, green, <clears throat> and uh, drove to Orange County and drank it all. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was nice to meet Wesley. He is about four, two. Nice little tall guy. You know, uh, he's, I, I'm sure if you did your extensive research, as always, Jason, you probably yes. noticed. He's awful at basketball. He, like they coached him up for this movie, but even then they said that like he's if it was really Woody Harrelson v Wesley Snipes, Harrelson would mop the floor with him. Mop Wesley the floor Snipes couldn't could not play. And you know who else wanted to play in this? Uh, the, the rumor mill was, and also I believe he played at Princeton. David Duchovny. Yeah, you oh. said that. Yeah, David Duchovny, As quite a baller. He could have been Billy Hoyle, the yep. Woody Harrelson's role. Exactly. Huh. Um, you know, this and it's an interesting time, right? So you've got, I, I do find that you know, we, we play indoor. My my knees and back are too old for for, for outdoor, but um, we don't have this kind of trash talk in our games. <laughs> I mean, I'd say with Robert there, it's, it's a little closer than it used to be. <laughs> Shout out to Rob. Uh, By the way, you know Rob's offices are right above. He's like a dirty oh, bell really? ever closed. <laughs> I'll text you the code and you can use my office. I was like, thanks, brother. Appreciate that. So. Um, do you guys have the? Uh, I love the fashion choices in this this particular street pickup game because you got Wesley Snipes. He's got his two tank tops on. That's fine. But what's this old man here? He's wearing the the tight biker shorts and the striped shirt. Striped the, the purple biker shorts. Yeah, Jordan jersey. That's it. fine. There's one guy who's got sweatpants on. And uh, what do you think about Woody Harrelson's uh, nod to Lance Armstrong with his hat? <laughs> <laughs> it's just... It's interesting. Yeah, um, I do. Now, now you. So you you travel a lot yeah. for for work. Do you, you find yourself jumping in games uh, every, when when you get a chance? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, played in New York some. Uh, 
at a gym, not a, oh, actually, I played at Rucker Park last time I was in New York. Wow. Yeah, it was, nice. it was like two on, it was three on three. And funny enough, it was some like high school or middle school kids from San Antonio and a couple of guys <laughs> that were local. But uh, I am currently undefeated at Rucker Park. Um, so just, just nothing throw that gauntlet down. Yeah, yeah. I haven't like played it like, you know, like Dykeman or like, you know, West, you know, 154. Uh, actually, Rucker is, I think. I don't Rucker's know. right there. Yeah, I'm blanking on the uh, actual locations. But I guess I'll say this. I've never played it like a park where... I didn't know anybody, and somebody would have said something to me like they know me, which is kind of like what this movie's about. Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? Exactly. Yeah, I, ha- I, ha- I haven't been in that situation yet. I used to. Uh, I lived in Newport Beach. There was a there's a uh, an outdoor basketball park right by there, and Dennis Rodman used to play there. Cherokee Parks played there um, when he was a, a live. Uh, oh, and I'm like, he had a purple Lamborghini. Played for the Lakers. Big man. Will Chamberlain? <laughs> How dare you, sir. How dare you, sir. Uh, 90s. I mean, James Worthy is alive. Uh, James Worthy is alive. Oh, uh, Women's Tisdale? No, he played no, in the Suns. He, um, he lived in Newport. He got he got bumped out. He had a... Uh, AC Green? No, he's not. AC, AC, AC Green's a virgin. He's alive and well, yeah. And he's alive and well. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna Google this now. How do I how do I blank on his name? Because he got one of one of the girls I went to college with. He got her pregnant, oh. and she used to drive to college with the baby in the car seat in his Lamborghini. And she was like, "What? It's fine now." And I was like, <laughs> oh, "That is an awful thing." Sean Rooks. Shawnee Rooks. Yeah. There you go. Look at this. This is why we bring you along here. Shawnee Rooks. Pass? What's that? How do you pass? I forgot how he passed, but I'll tell you what. Nicest guy in the world. Really? I mean, seriously, very nice man. Fun to play with. Uh, the meanest person I've ever played with, AC Green. Really? Yeah, I remember you saying that. AC Green's not nice. Like verbally or he physically does, abusive. Physically abusive. Yeah. He does not. Um, he does not take Jesus on the court with him. <laughs> he takes elbows. He t- He's like playing with. with in a pickup game, really? Yeah. He wow. we used to play at Lakeshore Towers, which is this really fancy ultra sport twenty four hour where they valet parked your car and would wash it while you were you know inside working out. So, because you need your car valet when you're going to the gym. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so you do that and have some fun. and He would knock you on your ass and not think twice about it. You know, just like we were talking about millennials before the podcast. I yeah. think that's a generational thing. Oh, yeah. Like, there are guys I play with, like, in the park a few blocks from here mm-hmm. that are not assholes, but on the court, they absolutely are. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like, and it's just... Isn't that your it's, angle, Jepson? Don't you, do you crank it up, crank up the intensity when you're on the basketball court? I mean, you have to apologize for your daughter in front of your daughter for. Uh... <laughs> oh, for sure, I apologize to my daughter, but that's just me. I mean, Jason is definitely intense on court. I'd say. I believe I sent you an email. <laughs> just because... So he brings a friend to this. Oh, I love Brent. I really do. Here's the funny thing, and and you know, you'll have guys that you, I don't care what part of life it is, right? That. Against if there's a competition right against you, they just pick their competition level up. Mm-hmm. My buddy Raymond Etheridge, he was a um, he was a cornerback for uh, the Raiders, as well as for uh, the Baltimore Ravens and a couple other teams. And when I played basketball against Old Man Ray, we called him Scare, we called him Tin Man because he had taken a while to lube up his knees. <laughs> I played him as hard as I could, and he would always say to me like, "Why do you play me harder than anyone else?" And I'm like, "You're the you're to me you're the best person out here," and he would dunk on me. Ooh. I mean, he was he was he was a machine of a human being, 
and his buddy Brett will come out and he will play defense. He'll have fun to be laughing and then he'll come and guard me and he won't leave two inches between us ever. I'm like, bro, give me a little bit early. He goes, no, you'll shoot and make it. I'm like, so well, that guy, but you gave him six feet. He goes, nah, I don't really trust his jump shot. I'm like, come on. I was trying to pick his brain afterwards. Went to Whole Foods. To, uh, oh, you guys did? To people watch. And, uh, yo, randomly enough, we're just talking about ball. We're sitting next to this guy. He says, I played for Dean Smith in, like, 1965. Oh, damn. I was like, yeah, and, like, just, you know, random tangent. But anyway, I was like, how do you stop Jason's turnaround jumper? Because I, I figured out other ways to foil you, but <laughs> that might that might be a, a pay-for-play situation in terms of divulging those secrets. Done. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, no, but I, I, I hit Brett up, you know, just out of like, I knew it would like ease your spirits or whatever. It's like, oh, no, not all. I love Jason. That's my guy. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I, but I said, I said, you know, because I, I, I will talk trash to him and he will, I'll hit a jump on and you fouled you foul me. He's like, hey. I didn't foul you that hard. I'm like, you still foul me. I'm an old man. Break my elbow. But I sent him an email because we, we talk trash every once in a while and I feel bad about it when I leave. When I'm off the court, and I don't know Brett as well as, as I know the other guys that play as much with us. So I sent Ian an email and I'm just like, hey man, can you just send this off to Brett? Like, I enjoy playing with him. He's a nice guy. And I'm just an asshole sometimes. That's just yeah. how it is. But please let him know that I really do enjoy playing with him. I hope he comes out more. I don't want to deter him from playing. Well, I'd say usually you're harder on your teammates than your opponents. Dude, that's, I hate lazy. I yeah, hate yeah, lazy. Actually, yeah, yeah, you demand hard work and execution. You hate lazy, yet you continue to invite me out. Uh, when I, I don't know, want you on my team. You. You'll, you'll be like the anti-rod. You'll bring your buddy yeah. and then you'll put him against Was I just invited to commentate the game? Is that what the... Uh, I, yeah, Jason, you can start the first one refing. Jason Jepson has invited me, invited me many times to go play basketball. And Five I'm all, years. I'm like, I want to, but I, I'm not in playing shape right now. I'm, I'm a wheezing heart attack waiting to happen. But so here, I want to make this declaration today, and you, you guys hold me to it for real. Uh, in I will be in playing, I will be in basketball pickup shape or acceptable, passable in November of 2018. This year, then I, I turned 37 in November, and I was like, "That's way," because I, I thought I was retired for basketball. I was like, "That's way, I'm way too fucking young to be retired." Way I'm too young. And that's why last night I was shopping for basketball shoes. I'm going to get back into reasonable, playable shape, and in November, I will be there, all right? Love it. And then you I want to come to a couple games maybe in October to warm up? I will get injured the first day. <laughs> and then I'll warm up in October. And then I'll, and then I'll retire again after that. Done. So what's your? So we're, we're watching where they're, they're shooting from the top of the key, yeah. shooting threes, which is how we solve problems on the basketball court. We do stuff. It's one of my favorite places to shoot from if someone leaves me alone. <laughs> <laughs> or if they don't. <laughs> or if they don't. Don't care. I've never met a shot I don't like. Uh, Jay, what's your what's your spot? Uh, I guess I um, – like anywhere on the court? Is that what yeah, you're asking? Yeah, yeah. I, I, down on the, uh, uh, on the baseline block is usually where I would like to get the ball. There you go. That's uh, – I'll, I'll take it there, take a couple dribbles, and then try to try to pull a little fadeaway jump shot on you. That's my go-to shot. That is, that is one of my go-to shots. Ian uses his youth and his speed and drives past you. And then for, he's got actually long arms <clears throat> and just reaches them around and somehow throws this ball up. Mm -hmm. And it hits the backboard, hits the front of the rim, bounces to the back of the rim, and then rolls right in. Or he drives to the lane and 
licks it up with his hand. You guys can't see me doing this little elbow flick. He flicks it up with his hand. He's straight up in the air and just pops right down to the bottom of the net. And his only three-pointer is seven feet back from the three-point line. No one guards you. Steph Curry style. I yeah, like that's that. the only right. one he does. All right. He's just like, oh, you won't guard me here? I'll take one step into this, and I will rip that net right out of the hoop. And it's fun. It's fun. So, no, I mean, I love it because of the camaraderie. I love it because of the, the stress relief, the fun. I couldn't imagine gambling on it. Um, Same yet. I, I would love to play against a Wesley Snipes and beat him. I love beating guys who talk. Like when, <laughs> like last week when I running corner jumper three pointer to win oh the game, my God. and I'm just yelling bang 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 to Rob because <laughs> I was I was so hurt too because one that was that was probably that was the best game of the day. That was the best game. Yeah, um, but I was I meant to yell at Rob to say like. Pressure you full courts, you don't get that shot off. You know what I mean? Because you know when I'm driven sometimes. You know when I'm going to shoot. You do. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've been playing with you for almost eight years. Well, I, I know, too, just typically, like, you know, even though you definitely have cojones in terms of shooting a game-winning shot or any shot for that matter, <laughs> to take the ball full court pressed and pull from the three-point line, like, not a lot of people do that. Grant will do that. Grant will do it. But it's not it's not a comfortable shot. I mean, nothing in my game is comfortable. <laughs> there's there's not one part of me. I mean, I'm gonna do, I didn't play in high school, right? Same. I didn't um, I didn't play I, I learned how to really play basketball early in college. And I played with the Seattle Seahawks when I went to Northwest Bible College because we shared our campus shared with them training facilities mm-hmm. when they were up uh, right above Northwest Bible College. They'd come down to our gym and play with us. That's really when I, I mean, I, I knew how to shoot a ball, but I didn't want to play. And then I moved to Southern California, and I joined this fancy gym because I was able to, uh, because of the job that I had at the time down there. And we, you know, I, I finagled to where I was like, listen, I'll let you pitch our whole company on what's going on. And then in that, you give me a free membership to this ultra sport. Right. And wash my car and valet it. They're, they're like working well, the angles as Jason Jepson knows to do. All the angles. So we had a thousand employees, and we could get two hundred employees to sign up, and we're right across the street from you. What's that worth? They're like, okay, so they gave me a free lifetime membership, nice. the Ultra Sport, and then they charged me like fifteen bucks a month to got my car washed and valeted and all that jazz. Hmm. Um, and then I got to play with really good players, and that's how I learned how to play. Otherwise, uh, you know, but I was, I mean, I was. When I was learning how to play, I was still 300 pounds. What? You were? I was 300 pounds. No way. I was, I was at the biggest. I was 320 pounds. Balled with a goatee when I was selling Steel Reserve in South Central. <laughs> Wait, this, this same lifetime? This, this, yeah. this, this is not, you haven't been reincarnated as a different person. No, though, right? same, this, this is you? Same lifetime. Here's our girl, Rosie oh. Perez. Um. You know, so we, we had this conversation on the court. Jay, I want to bring you into this. Uh, Rosie Perez and Fran Drescher. Two attractive women. <laughs> okay. Fran oh, Drescher, I, I, like, know where, I know where you're going. Yeah. Okay. Fran Drescher, like 61 or however, 51 or she's like, yeah. She still looks fantastic. She's, yeah, okay. Rosie Perez in this movie, very good looking lady. Very good looking lady. Um, and it brings me to like why I would never live in Boston as a single man. I don't. The voice. Does, now, does the voice get you? You're a single man. Uh, yeah. 
Um, I mean, if some girl comes up, she's super hot, she walks up to you, and then she goes, I heard you on the radios. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing, Jason Dix. I've never had that exact accent uh, proposition me in such a fashion. I can't think of a, I've ever dated somebody with a voice who I would consider a deal breaker, but I've run into some bad laughs. Some, some bad laughs? Some bad laughs that I'm just like, ooh. I'm just gonna stop making jokes around you if that's cool. Like, that's, so we're, we're I'm gonna, naturally funny. This is not gonna work. Yeah, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a comedy free existence if that's uh, all right. Uh, but yeah, she is. So does Rosie Perez talk like that all the time, or is she playing that up for this movie? Trying to think of Rosie Perez in other roles. I mean, I've heard her uh, in interviews, and she uh, she has that voice. Yeah, she really does. I mean, like Fran Drescher has that voice. I was, we, I was in this bar in Dirty Bills eight years ago. Super Bowl Sunday was coming up. Tabbed Out had just launched. Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Uh, yeah, I, remember were, that. I got invited to uh, their uh, party at Kung Fu, which used to be right across the street from yeah. Dirty Bills. And I'm in here, and Leslie's in here, and we are watching the Puppy Bowl. <laughs> and I'm at the, right at the beginning when you open up the door. I'm right there at the end of the bar with somebody else, and Leslie's bartending, and about 10 sorority girls or 15 sorority girls walk in. And this one girl's leading the way, and she is the Rosie Perez of... The group. Really? Like, Listen, I just can't believe this. And oh my God. No, 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 no. And she's like, and anyways, Tom, he just, I mean, I love him. He's amazing, but he just doesn't make me come. <laughs> and I've had some shots and drinks with Leslie and down at the end of the bar saying a little too loudly, I said, well, with a voice like that, who would want to hear you come? <laughs> <laughs> and the girls just left. Yeah. And now I feel bad. Aww. Well, no, I feel bad because, like, Leslie, I mean, like, you know, they're, they're going to order some lemon drops or whatever they're going to order. And I right. said, Leslie, I mean, what do I owe you? I'm so sorry. Those girls left. They didn't even pay for a drink. She goes, are you kidding me? I didn't want to hear that bitch here. I didn't hear one more word out of that bitch's mouth. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then I got a free beer out of it. Hang on. I'm sorry to... Uh, yeah, please. No, go ahead. Uh, I, I'm, I, I love this movie, and I haven't watched it for a while. And, yeah, that's what I just saw. <laughs> I was like, is Rosie Press sneaking in shots of vodka? Like, she's not... A, is, is the she whole a movie. I, I never I never saw that angle of this movie until just now that she's a, a secret alcoholic. She's a secret alcoholic. She's always you know slipping drinks. I love this movie, and I remember it was it, it mostly probably because of Rosie Perez. It was a close call as to whether or not I was going to be allowed to see it. I think it came out. I was ten years old. Loved basketball. That might be the the peak of my basketball fanhood. Uh, was when I was ten. Hold on, a fanhood? You own. <laughs> just in terms of like, but when I was ten, every that was just every day live, drink, live, sleep, eat, drink, all, whatever you could do. I love. Okay. I just would play basketball all the time. Ten, then real quick, who was your team? Well, I've always been a Spurs fan, but like I grew up in the Michael Jordan era, so I, you know, I would. So Clyde Drexler. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love, love watching Clyde the Glide. Uh, but uh, so yeah, I remember when this movie came out, and I was like, Mom, I have to, I have to go see this movie. But I'm ten; it's rated R, and there's some Rosie Perez side boob in this movie later that I remember. Rosie Perez nipple. I, in this I remember. Movie. I, I, yes. I see it. Is her nipple in the movie? Yeah. I remember. Yeah, I remember seeing it with my mom and her covering. My my eyes, my 10 year old eyes, when Rosie Perez would get too naked. And, but at no point did she ever counsel me or anything on how Rosie Perez was just sneaking shots of vodka at four o'clock in the afternoon. Was Rosie like, Perez, oh, a silent drunk. Yeah. And maybe that's how I grew up to be. You know, you guys watched me take two shots of Crown before we started this podcast. So that's. It'll, it'll happen. That's how it um, works. It's funny. I never really recognized like the shots of vodka as like a side storyline, you know, because you know, obviously, like Billy is the yeah. is the gambling addict and stuff like that. 
But so my cousin Ty, who'd probably be, I think he's 34 now. So he's like my big brother figure. He, um, and like the reason I like basketball, sneakers, all this stuff. He convinced my mama to take him to this movie in theaters when he was like seven, I guess. Your mama? Yeah, yeah, Indiana. So we say mama. Indiana, mama. okay. Yeah. And yeah, it was, you know, it was even breaking news. And all every words at this, at that, and all that. Rosie Press boots. Yeah. For me, that movie was He Got Game. Oh, okay, but yeah, we, yeah. We rented it. So, like, we fast-forwarded through Rosario Dawson's boots, <laughs> um, which is weird because I got to meet her eventually, and I was like, dang, I've already seen her. Man. That's, like... Well, you almost a... did. She fast-forwarded through it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this scene is... Uh, so, this is Marcus, uh, Marcus Johnson, who was a real NBA basketball player, the guy who plays Raymond here, who uh, eventually is going to go to his car and get his knife and his gun and all of that stuff. Uh, but yeah, he was a, a badass at uh, UCLA, and then I believe played in the league for the Bucks and a couple of other teams. Uh, but uh, uh, actually, a pretty a, de- a decent actor, in my opinion. Yeah, I never I never knew that. What position did he play for the Bucks? Uh, he seems like he's got to be like a power forward type, uh, but I, I I don't know for sure. It's weird. It, it's hard to judge how big a guy is. Like standing next to Wesley Snipes because I'm like Wesley Snipes could be five five two. I don't. Know. Yeah, Wesley Snipes is five two. He's tiny. <clears throat> do, you, do you notice uh, in this well, I'll, I'll, as well? Oh, I already losing it for you. Sorry, brother. Oh, no. Did you? Yeah, I did. Because I can't. I can't get it off. Very weak. Oh, go ahead. No, I. Have, you look at a Wesley Snipes back then, right? And not a full head of hair. Never had a full head of hair. But you know, physically built, well built, lean. You know, Wesley Snipes. Right. 5'2". Right. And then God punishes men like you and I, Jason Dick, <laughs> over six feet tall, champions, beautiful long locks of hair, great voices. And he goes, you know what? I'm not going to give you the same metabolism. I'm going to I'm gonna save that for people under six feet tall unless it's super special. I find yeah. that interesting. That's, uh, that's not cool, man. It's not cool. Um, have you ever been in a store when it's been being robbed? <laughs> as we're at this scene, uh, no. But as a uh, a longtime resident of uh, East Austin, Texas, there's lots of times where I've been in a store and some unsavory types walk in, and I'm like, oh no, it's gonna happen here. <laughs> and I'm always like, what what am I gonna do? Am I am I gonna try and play the hero? Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Am I gonna run to my car? Do I just duck behind the uh, the you know the chips? What's what's gonna happen here, man? I mean, I always recommend ducking behind the chips. You don't know how long it's going to take, and arguably free bag of chips. Oh, right, right, right. Arguably, you're going to get some. I was, I was in the back of a store. I was talking to a manager. We were going to sell him some steel reserve. We we're going to have some fun, some St. Ives as well. But we were doing all that jazz, and sure enough, he goes, "Hey, uh, you might want to get off the chair there and lay down on the floor." It's like, I don't think that constitutes a sale. Like, <laughs> 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 he goes, "No, no." We're getting robbed, and there could be gunfire. And I was like, down on the floor! And I just laid down in this guy's back office, right on the floor, and they, he got robbed. Wow. And they took like 400 bucks out of the register, called it a day, and it was done. I, uh, I did, for a, a part of my youth, work at a miniature golf course, and those were the times where I was like, what if we get robbed? What's gonna happen? And I always, then it was when I had the hero fantasy. I was like, I'm definitely going to, uh, you know, I'm gonna somehow disarm this man. I'm gonna take the gun from him. 
Uh, using your your sword skills <laughs> with the, right, with right, the, right, right. With the butter. Also, just so that I could save the eighty one dollars in the mini golf course cash re- cash <laughs> register for the owner who I don't give a fuck about, like somehow I'm, uh, for the owner that's giving you health yeah. insurance. It's like now I, it, it, health insurance, not even that. It was like <laughs> he gave me uh, five seventy five an hour and free hot dogs. Which is not nothing to sneeze at, my yeah, friend. Free hot dogs. Nothing, nothing, nothing to sneeze at. Nothing to sneeze at. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely grew out of that phase. Yeah, I um, I've never had those visions of, of grandeur, if you will. Um, I think about like I, I remember the my car for Stewart's Reserve got a couple bullet holes in it, and I wet my pants. I mean, you 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 hear a bullet and zip through a car, and then you hear the sound of it afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, no, not good. Um, not 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 a pleasant pleasant feeling, you know. As I as I'm getting ready. Oh, by the way, uh, free plug for my buddy in LA. This is, I'm gonna actually drop this on Friday for for a, for a fun show. But I'm um, flying off to LA next week. Uh, a motorcycle tattoo poker rally run. Four different locations playing poker with all these bikers right while they're getting tattoos <clears throat> and they're gonna let me be the MC they're paying me to come out and be the MC Wow uh, well first of all I mean wow is you know also foolish uh-huh. <laughs> evidently listen to the podcast I'm like that, that's our guy <laughs> my buddy Regan's like that's your guy and he can, he'll he'll stay with me so when I go to LA I think I told you this right my buddy Regan works in, in LA and I, I always have to stay with him he's one of my best friends but when I, he lives in a studio, and he's a queen size bed. Right. And we've talked about this on planes, trains, and automobiles. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Don't, I don't share the bed. And that's. I, I think you got to get a hotel at that point. Is what I'm going to tell you. Yeah, and he has a hundred and twenty pound pit bull rescue. Oh uh, yeah, this this place is already overpopulated. <laughs> Way overpopulated. I mean, it makes Deb's blue look like 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 your dog, right? <laughs> I mean, he, he's like Silent J is in comparison. That's my dog. That's I have his a little dog. miniature schnauzer. Miniature Schnauzer, and this dog loves, he, so he's got a blow-up mattress for me, but he lays a sheet down there, he goes, don't worry, James Ferdinand will keep you warm tonight. Well, James Ferdinand's 120 pounds. He's not just keeping me warm. Yeah. He's keeping me awake. <laughs> and he lays on my chest pounds. and That's the mattress. He's, the- <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, whatever. And he snores, and I move, and he growls. So then I just lay there, right? And he's harmless. But at 3 a.m., when that dog growls, yeah, like, nah, you know, I don't need to move. That arm can stay asleep. <laughs> that, that, that can be a good spinal injury for me for the rest of my life. It's, it's totally fine. Yeah, that's uh, you find find yourself a hotel, my friend. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, that's the type of crowd I want to entertain. I'm uh, <laughs> He's a. I, I came in when he when he first rescued him. He was like he was like 60 pounds. He was skin and bones. He had burn marks all over his body. They tried to make the dog fight, and the dog wouldn't fight. And he was terrified of men. In fact, he kind of like attack, but wouldn't fight. Right? He would like growl and bark and like snap at men because those are the guys that were burning this poor dog. Right. And it's me. And I fly into LA, and I've got a six pack of beer. I got a bottle of wine or two for Regan, and I always know he's got a couple of dogs at his house because he rescues them. And I've got some dog treats, and I know he doesn't lock his door, so I kick that fucking door open. I'm like. Daddy's home! <laughs> and, he's, and you can see him. He's got his hand out there like a word. And this dog comes running up to me, wagging its tail and curls in between my legs. And I scream like, I got a treat for you, big boy. And I start handing him treats. And then his eyes get real big. He goes, 
the last four people he bit. Uh-oh. And I was like, well, he hasn't bit me. He goes, no, for some reason he likes you. God bless him. I don't Treats. know why. Oh, yeah. yeah, I got that dog like bacon bits or whatever, begging strips or... Right. I don't know. The, the thing that's not healthy for the dog, it's like when, you, when you're an uncle and you give them Captain Crunch... Like, oh, I got Captain Crunch in my house, and the little kids are like, that's amazing. Right. <laughs> my mom right. doesn't let me have this. That's because it's just sugar. It's different ways to compress sugar into a flavor. Don't worry about it. You can only have it here. I love this scene because they're listening to tapes. Remember when you had tapes? I do. Do you remember the, do you remember the tape player in the car where you could push the rewind button and it would only rewind one song? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that fancy was, cars. That, yeah, I was like, that's some elite shit right there. <laughs> that's that's, some elite shit. Ian, you're younger than us, right? You don't know this? You didn't yeah, know? that must have been in a Sean, uh, Sean Brooks Lamborghini or something. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had that myself. How old are you? Oh, I'm 30. Oh, okay. Yeah, so recently. He's a youngster. You were, in the tape, you were in the tape world for a little while, right? Yeah, I definitely had cassettes. Okay. Right. I mean, he made fun of VHSs when he was growing up. What is the... Uh, <laughs> what's the... Because... Billy tries to say Gladys Knight's and the Gladys Knight and the Pimps. Yeah. Yes. The pips. It's Gladys Knight and the Pimps. Uh, but what is the thing that he says he, he can't hear it? He's can't like, hear you, can, you can Hendrix. listen. You can listen. Hint, is it Hendrix? Is that yeah. what it is? Okay. You can listen, but you can't hear it. Yeah. Yep. Vista view. Ain't no vista. Ain't no view. <laughs> Certainly ain't to no get out of here. Vista no views. <laughs> Damn sure ain't no vista. No. Ah, fuck it. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, um, no, you're right. So, Jason, you're you're a professional DJ. You listen to music. Oh, uh oh. <laughs> this debate of listening and hearing music is that true? Um, I mean, let's let's take some of your favorite bands. All right, you know, That's a bad example, but okay. <laughs> well, is yeah, it? sure. Because I can listen to Right Said Fred, but I don't <laughs> hear Right Said Fred like you. <laughs> did i pick um, the wrong band right said fred not one of my favorites <laughs> how dare you uh i'm too sexy for his wardrobe was kind of like what you see in the southern california pickup games here it was right said fred he ripped off many a tank top in that video i don't know the whole listen versus fred, hear fred Durst. It's, oh you my. think you listen to fred durst different or hear <laughs> fred durst differently right. than your than your other well, partner that shares a microphone well, in the mornings. While Wright said Fred was a joke, Fred Durst, <laughs> I, I, I wish was a joke, but no, I am a legitimate fan of Limp Bizkit and Fred Durst. But here's the deal, man. I was a white kid in the suburbs in 1999. I was, I was 17, 18 years old in 1999. You had no fucking choice. You had to like Limp Bizkit and Kid Rock. Those were just the fucking rules. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just something that that was mandated, uh, not by the the state or the federal government, by the universe. If you were a seventeen year old white boy living in Round Rock, Texas, in nineteen ninety nine, you had to like Kid Rock and Limp Bizkit. Those those well, was just well, the way that, that it worked. Round Rock Donut. Uh, right. So yeah, maybe it's maybe it's. I know we're doing the whole listen versus hear thing. It's a time and place thing, I okay. guess is what I'm saying. So, like, it's got a, it, it, if you were there at the time, it would have sh- struck a chord with you that perhaps is, is not possible to strike under normal circumstances. I mean, I can actually add on please, that. Please, yeah, please. Um, I would have been 11 or 12 when Significant Other came out. Oh, okay. And um, He's dropping, is that, is that a song or an album? That's, that's, that's Limp Bizkit's yeah, uh, second, second album, right? Yeah, I'm with, like, Nookie and uh, In Together Now and... Like the Matt Pinfield intro and outro. Like yeah. I, I, Great stuff. 
Yeah, break stuff. I hope yeah. you know a pack of chainsaw. <laughs> Skin your ass raw. Okay. Yeah. Wow, um, I got two Limp Biscuits fans around me here. Can we get Limp Biscuit in Dirty Bills to get his picture up on the wall? <laughs> I mean, is it a him or is it the band? Limp Biscuit is the band. Fred Durst is one Fred guy. People, people all the time. What hat am I wearing right now? This is oh no, I'm wearing a I'm wearing a Dallas Cowboys hat. Not today. a Yankees hat. But yeah, some I I do have one sort of uniquely colored Yankees New York Yankees hat. And just the other day, I was wearing it and posted an Instagram photo, and somebody went off on me for being a you fucking Yankees fan, fucking fair weather. I thought you liked the Astros. And I, I told him, I was like, all right, settle down, fuck dick. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't like the Yankees. I am a fan of Fred Durst hats. So step off, bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got two red Yankees hats for Christmas in sixth grade. I cut both. <laughs> you cut both? Yeah, yeah. I had like the, I don't remember that scene. Oh yeah, oh, we well, just recently. Oh yeah, oh, now oh. you see it later when she's like has like a. You don't, you don't see a boot right this is the side now, boot that's part not, that I was talking about. I was talking about another part. They're like laying well, they down, like more than after. Yeah, yeah. If you're doing, if you're Woody Harrelson in this scene, uh-huh. and I guess you know he's an established actor now and probably at the time as well. I just fuck up every take. <laughs> I would just do something to be like, oh, whoops, sorry, we gotta said, shoot said, that one again. He said Michael Douglas did that in Basic Instinct. Really? Yeah. And then after it was all said and done, he let, you know, Sharon Stone said he looked at me like he actually fucked me and I should be smoking a real cigarette because he was that amazing. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Method actor. Method actor. <laughs> He's a method actor. Hang on. We were talking about Limp Bizkit. You yes. were in... Uh... Oh, yeah. So, yeah. In sixth grade in Michigan. It's funny, like, because I had that album, but I remember it was, like, probably, like, my first middle school crush, like, didn't like me or something. And I really remember, like, walking to the bus stop, like listening to that album and being like, yo, like, nobody can touch me now, or like, I'm all right, or like, you know, like, like feeling like hurt, but like tough. Yes. So I, I heard, I heard Fred. You heard I guess Fred? What I'm yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You My were voice. listening to it, Jason. No. He ain't heard it. <laughs> he can hear it. I didn't even listen to it. I had Puddle of Mud, she fucking hates me. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what I... That's what I listened to. Puddle of Mud was kind of... See, that's what... I will defend Limp Biscuit to the death, and then I'll say Puddle of Mud is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it was a catchy song. It was a catchy song that everyone can sing along to and have some fun with. She Fucking Hates Me? Yeah. That one, I like that one because it's almost like a novelty song. It is. Like... Well, I mean, the whole band was a fucking novelty. They, just, <laughs> they, they actually did one song that was novelty, and it was good. I mean, good as far as novelty goes. It's they like, had a handful of, of hits. I can tell you that that was right at the beginning of my radio DJing career was when they first burst onto the scene. I don't remember the name of how did How are we watching White Men Can't Jump and talking about Puddle of Mud? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Control, is that the name they're, of they're, the Puddle of Mud song? They had, they had a song. It's one that's like, I love the way you smack my ass. Uh, it's, it's your basic early 2000s angst alternative shit. But that was right when I started uh, working on the radio, and so we were playing that song all the time, and I was like, God damn, this song is fucking terrible. Can, can we talk real Fred Durst, when you come out with a new album, that's what we need. <laughs> Fred Durst, help, help Jason Dick out. And can we talk about Woody Harrelson's necklace real quick? <laughs> As three men who I don't believe wear necklaces, I'll have a necklace on. You have a oh, necklace? Oh, he is wearing a cross necklace. Yeah. Cross oh, yeah. necklace. Yeah, I, don't see, I guess I only really see you hanging out at hoops. True, yeah. I don't, I don't play in jewelry. I mean, if I had, like, icy earrings, maybe, or something like that, but... He's got a ring, no. He's got a little thing, a little uh, arrowhead. It looks like yeah, Indian arrowhead. Yeah, 
Now, JC Dick, your jewelry collection, I mean, outside of your Rolex watch that you're wearing, uh, very you guys, nice. You guys don't know my extensive uh, collection of cock rings, but uh, <laughs> other than that, Saturday's no podcast, right? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have anything. I do. I own. I probably own like five or six. I don't have any nice watches. Expensive fossil. I have some fossil watches. I have <laughs> probably. Uh, I have five or six watches. I have one watch that is brag probably. It probably is retail like three thousand dollars, but wow. that was, that was it was a gift from my company after working there for ten years, and I'm sure they got it on some sort of they, they got it on Overstock.com. <laughs> <laughs> but I never wear it. I don't wear it's 2018. Who wears a watch anymore? And I certainly don't have any. I don't have any jewelry. So no, I got I got nothing. I wonder is that. Was that a the costume designer who put put that on Woody Harrelson? Does that mean something? Does that represent something to his character? I mean, I think it's I think it's more Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Right. I just you know he's he's, he's an interesting dude, right? I think it's more yeah. much more Woody Harrelson. Um, you know, I mean, his dad was involved in the killing of JFK allegedly, and then you know he's got this he's got this crazy crazy past with Cheers and. He's trying to find himself the whole time, right? He's trying not to be the dumb, goofy guy at the same time doing movies like this, and then trying to be serious and mm-hmm. and and uh, show his acting chops, if you will. So I think maybe that's his foray into it. He's, he's he's getting into his roots, right? He left his car though. They're running. Yeah, so that's what the yeah the the the, the Stululi brothers or who is it? Is that who it is? That it's, it's something like that. There's going to be a fan. What, by the way, I did, when I did Fletch, I, I his middle initial, I said it wrong. And I've got a buddy who's like, I uh, I know every word of Fletch, and uh, uh, you really pissed me off. How dare you? When you when you said his name wrong, and I was just like, okay, I said his name wrong. <laughs> what do you want? Uh, I'd like a retraction. You're not going to get one. Well, you're at my house. <laughs> I was like, well, make a beer for me. I don't know. Stop. But I mean, he runs away. He does the whole thing. Uh, the Stooley brothers are after him. He runs away. But yeah, didn't they have a car? They had a car. He left it. Now, if you're the Stooley brothers, we're just going to call them that. Yeah. And you see them running away, and they left the car. Do you not just pop all four tires and just sit by the car and just wait? <laughs> right. They're going to come back for this car at some point. They're going to have to. Yeah. Um, do you think it's weird that Wesley Snipes, who makes his money hustling basketball games, um, <laughs> is looking for a house in the suburbs? Is he look? Is that what they're doing? They're looking at a house here in this one. Yeah, and then he's going to sell. They start because I know tile. he he also does the houses too. Like he sells the tile. Yeah, right. The paint, the plaster, the tile, the whole the whole package. Yep, the original Inside Man. The original Inside Man. <laughs> exactly. Very nice. Well played. I feel like earlier in this conversation too that uh, Wesley's hairline was in question in regards to his metabolism. Yes, it looks pretty full. It looks pretty full. I mean, I think what, what Wesley's hairline is. Um, is fairly full, but also he's he's under five foot. So you know, if, if I don't know if you um, if you've seen um, Woody, but Woody's over five five, so therefore no hairline and good body. And now, have you taken the trains or the subways in L.A.? No, I haven't no. actually. Who's I'm the just... ridiculous asshole that built subways in L.A.? Who's the person who goes? You know yeah, what? Wait, they, they really have up. they have under, is it underground trains really? In underground. Yeah. Yeah, I must have an overground train from Long Beach to LA a couple weeks ago. Because you didn't, didn't want to take that eighty dollar Uber ride because you forgot how far away that shit was. Precisely. Precisely. <laughs> I'll rent a car. They're like, you're gonna rent a car for four days? That's gonna be two hundred dollars. My Uber bill is gonna be four hundred. Easy. 
Yeah. Sucks, yeah. I'm flying into Burbank. I love flying into Burbank. Oh, it's like, it's just, it's one simple little airport. Uh-huh. Got, I like to stop in there. Their, their drinks are reasonably priced. So I like to stop in. <laughs> it's like it's a hot spot. It's like, it hey, you guys want to meet at the Burbank airport tonight? We're, we're going to have some drinks there. Hit the then cocktails. Hit the, hit the town. That's right. We might see Bob Hope's ghost. It could be amazing. How far is that Burbank for Irvine? Oh, no, that's really far. You okay. want to fly to LAX or Long Beach for that. Uh, if you're going to go all the way down to Irvine, I'm going to be in Hollywood Hills. So I will. LAX was like $50 more. And I'm like, well, that's my. And then, and then I think of yeah, Uber. Uber yeah. And I want to rent a car. But then I drink a lot, so I don't run a car. Right. <laughs> Jason chimes in right. That's I was like, I know that part. I'm aware of that part. <laughs> no, that, that's true. <laughs> that is I've spent, true. I've spent very little time in, in Southern California, I guess considering how much I go to other places. Uh, but I remember, I, was it my first time in L.A.? Maybe. Uh, that I, I was on the way. I was there for some work shit. I think I interviewed somebody. But then I was also uh, playing some poker in one of their uh, Los Angeles card rooms. And I was like, I'll, I'll get in the cab. Uh, normally in Austin, I was like, I'll leave for the airport 75 minutes before my flight. But LA, I knew that I was like, that's dangerous. So like, I'll leave two hours early. And it was a Sunday. And I remember the, the cab driver picks me up. We go, we're on some freeway, a highway. I don't know what it is. And we're just stopped. And I, I, like, I'm looking at my watch and I'm looking at it and I just asked the thing. I was like, hey, what's going on here? And the, the cab driver's like, what do you mean? I was like, we're stopped. And he's like, Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> and I was no, like, I... It's, it's Sunday and why is it stopped? Why are we? No, go. I have to get to the airport. Uh, I made it, but it was a, it was a scary ride. For me. Airport's a nightmare there. It's a nightmare. The whole thing's a nightmare. I don't know. I mean, I love LA. There's parts of me that really do love parts of LA. The food, some of the people, the whole thing. You know that. You know that. I know that you, you, we watched the movie here, and he's goofing off. Um, funny thing in because I, I used to sell in South Central. Right? I mean, I sold Steel Reserve. I was the West Coast sales manager for Steel Reserve, and I worked in South Central. I never saw pickup games at the hoop courts. Really, never. Oakland, I did. Uh, I saw a lot of pickup games in Oakland, San Francisco, saw a lot, but uh, never, never once in, um, in South Central. What would uh, be like the high school or like, I don't know, like, like who would be an example of a basketball player that came out of South Central? Um, like does Baron Davis fall into that? Baron like Davis Tyson falls Chandler into that. Or yeah, Josh they, Childress? Yeah, but they all got scooped up, I believe, by... Um, no, by Nike too, but like modern day will scoop those kids up. There's a couple other big programs yeah, the there. Are they good at hoops or just football? Well, hoops as well. Yeah, hoops as well. Jay, who's the uh, who's the private school powerhouse here in in, uh, in the Texas area? That scoops uh, up kids. Is it is it St. Vincent's or what is it? I yeah, I I have no idea for for basketball. It seems like it doesn't happen here. Like I bet Houston has a big like. You know, uh, under eighteen basketball scene where you got some kids playing AAU, playing the high level shit. But like, I can't even think of. Is there a big basketball player who came from Austin, Texas? I can't even think of one. I mean, Kevin Durant. Well, Kevin Durant is from <laughs> he's from DC or Maryland, no, whatever he is, there. But he came, yeah, yeah he, he came to Texas. Like, but in Jackson. terms of 
Is he from this area? I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, uh, yeah, somebody. I, I don't know that we have any sort of basketball factories going on here. Like, we got golf factories, right? We like football. We like football. And they golf. like football here in the good state of Texas. Football and golf. Chris Mim grew up here. Uh, I, uh, I, yes, he must have been uh, because yeah, he went to Westlake. Uh, and yeah, I bet I, you know Westlake. I bet there's a, they produce some pretty good basketball players from time to time. Uh, and certainly Chris Mim went to UT and then played for the Lakers for a couple of years. So your team, Chris Mim, love love the Lake Show. Love me some Chris Mim. He's um. You're a Lakers fan, Jason. I'm a Lakers. Let's fan. get a full on into it about the LeBron Lakers. What do you think, man? I mean, here here so. Let, let's step back real quick and let's look at the, the mistake that the Lakers made when they brought in Karl Malone and they brought in some aging players trying to win a, a, another championship, right? Okay. And they make it to the finals and you've got Karl Malone, he's just shooting a little bit short, his knees are a little bit shot. Here's my problem. LeBron could, LeBron is 29, 30? No, he's 33. Is he 33 right yeah. now? He's, he just had his 15th year in the league, so who he, yeah. So he yeah. is, he's 33. But he's so, but in basketball years, much like Kobe, he's 72. <laughs> he's got a lot of miles on there, but he's I think, I think he him. might be from another planet, so you don't have to worry about that. I mean, he's, not, he's never had a major injury, but the, the, the problem is, is that when you've seen LeBron, when you saw LeBron play down in Miami, you're like, oh, he likes to play with other people, he plays with other teammates. He has this good respect. Somehow he lost some of that when he came to Cleveland, and he was like this petulant child, right? And the, the coaches right. didn't know how to control him, and, and he's yelling at Kevin Love and other players, and he's he's storming off, and he's throwing fits on the side. He's like, me. <laughs> <laughs> child. Was this all just a way for him, for Jason, to say he's the LeBron James of y'all's pickup basketball? <laughs> no, I didn't see it going that way, but I was seeing if he was going to come to that, that, that conclusion. That conclusion last, that I'm that just a point. He's just like me, but then in the end, it's like, you know, you can rely on her. It's true. Yeah. Right? Uh, but no, so. You're like, I, what I, an asshole, and then he puts up a 50, uh, a 50, 15, and 15, and you're like, you know what? He's the greatest. He's not, I mean, I, I, I've never seen him as the greatest. I mean, I, I think he is. I think he is. A B-list Magic Johnson. Ooh, uh, oof. Now I re- now I regret starting a real basketball conversation. But I mean, I'm but from, I, from, I love I'm from, I'm from Lansing, and I still don't think I'd call him a B-list Magic Johnson. I'll tell, but I'll tell you why. I mean, Magic Johnson ran the point better. Magic Johnson was a better team player. Magic Johnson knew how to make the players around him better. Magic Johnson had a better all-around game, short game, mid game, long game range. Uh, I mean, at the end of his career, he was snapping threes. He has hook shot at the top. He has hook shot at the middle of the key. LeBron is a shooter. I feel like he's still a better shooter than Magic, though. He might be. Give he also uh, played with Kareem and James Worthy and AC Green and Mike Thompson. Back, back, uh, back to my point, though, that, Scott that there are people that wanted to play with Magic. True. And you now yeah. have people that don't. Well, that's want to the play thing. With is, LeBron. That's what that's what I was saying. Is the Lakers have surrounded him with. Lance Stevenson and Rajon Rondo. That that's the problem. But I mean, it, it, I, I'll tell you what. I think it's a sad indictment, and and I don't fault LeBron for this. I uh, I mean, look, look, you can't give someone that much power, that much money, that much weight, that much influence, and then hold them to the same accountability as a guy who has a house and a daughter and a wife in Circle C because it's not the same, right? So 
I don't, I don't fault him for the decisions he's made. I don't fault him for, for what he does on or off the court in any way, shape, or form. Because I don't live with that world of those pressures. I don't, I don't live with Nike going, hey, if you don't score 30, you know, we don't see your shoes or we don't see you as much on TV. I don't, that, that, that's not a world I live in. Mm-hmm. And, and arguably enough, that's not a, that wasn't a world that anyone lived in until Michael Jordan. And that didn't happen until later in Michael Jordan's career after, his knee, after he came back from his knee injury. That wasn't later in his career, but that was, well, yeah. Well, that was four years after, literally the second year he got a knee injury. Yeah, somewhere around there. And then, and then and, but he also brought that weight to Chicago, right? Are they going to make out of playoffs? Can he beat the Detroit Pistons? Like, there was a thing with him. And LeBron, you know, unfortunately, you know, whatever it may be, I, there's a lot of weight on him where I think he gets prematurely judged and prematurely exalted for what he can or can't do. But if you look at the what are arguably the true greats, whether it's Bird or Magic or Michael, and probably the last one, Kobe, killer instinct. They had you down, they put their foot on your throat, they dunked on you with four seconds left in the game, up by 20, they did not care. They wanted to demoralize you as much as they could. And he doesn't have that, he doesn't do that. Um, He's a snowflake. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I agree that that is what, like, if you were to, what separates the two of them if we're doing the whole LeBron Jordan thing is that, yeah, Jordan would kill his entire family to beat you. Uh, And LeBron is sort of. His dad probably agrees with that. Oh, oh, no. Allegedly. Sorry. (laughs) Not even allegedly. (laughs) How would that even work? How would that. I just want to save myself. It's fine. Keep going. It's like Sorry. Charles Barkley in there in the 93 finals. It's like, hey man, I'll let you win if you kill your dad. What the fuck? Sorry, the things took a dark turn. Dark turn. I think they're, they're both great, and I love watching both of them play basketball. Hey, Ian, let me ask you, because you're in the sneaker world, Please. right? Uh, I had the 92 Jordans. Tim Sevens. Probably, yeah. I don't know. We did check the internet. It was nineteen ninety two when I got them. They were a hundred and forty dollars. Were they the black ones? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the beginning or end of ninety two. Uh, it was the summer before the. It was right at the end of fourth grade. So summer Olympic time. Ooh, yeah, I think so. But yeah, they were. Uh, I think they were one hundred twenty nine ninety nine retail, one hundred forty after tax. That I made my mom buy me. Which I still feel awful about that today because even now today in 2018, my mom can't afford shoes like that, and I made her buy them for me in 1992. How like now even the top of the line shoes are still in that same range, right? Like I know there's some like collectors type shit that you pay over 200 bucks for, but how in 1992 was he charging $140 for shoes? I mean, he was the man. He really had no com- competition in that space at that time. Because, like, Magic and Bird were getting, like, he aged Magic and Bird out literally. Thank you. Um, and fashionably. Because, like, Converse, that's when Converse had Magic right. and Bird. They retired. They kind of rebranded with the whole, like, Larry Johnson look. He was the first one who sort of, like, had his own shoe that was like, hey, you have to get this. Or everybody would be like, I have to get this, right? 100%, yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah, that was, that was me in uh, in 1992. I made my mom who worked who worked at JCPenney catalog. 
JC Penny used to have all the basketball jerseys. That was one I think that's why I think I think we bought them at JC Penny. She probably got some kind of discount, and that's how I got her to agree to it. But do you have the black sorry ones? Sorry about the, the black the, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, I'm gonna look it up because I'm gonna make I have, sure. I have them back at home. My mom got them for me when they retro in '03. Are we gonna are we gonna just blow past the fact that Carmelo was sponsored by Pony? Oh yeah, LA Gear too. Oh yeah. LA Gear, that's right. Sketchers in retirement. Um, LA Gear probably the best, right? Oh, I yeah. mean, as far as the most random, that's that no self-respecting basketball player rolls in the gym. Kareem, Kareem, Kareem LA, Gear? LA Gear, yeah. And Carl Malone had a Via um, during his. He won MVP in a Via. I'll take a Via over LA Gear. Fair. LA Via, yeah. LA Gear. I had this. Is, I had exactly yep. these. That's what I had. I had those. I, I, I still have a pair of those back yeah. home. Great shoot. Those were, and somehow I remember I, I I convinced my because I bought them. I don't know when they came out, but I remember buying them in in like May at the end of fourth grade. And I told her, "No, mom, these will be my back to school shoes for next year. I'll still would wear them next." Day. And I wore them every fucking day of the summer playing basketball every day. And so yeah, by the first day of fifth grade, they were destroyed. They looked awful. And I think I did. I you know I kept my promise and wore them for a little while. Uh, but yeah, that was. Uh, and then your feet. I'm grew. sorry, mom. I, I apologize about that. But then your feet also grew. Yeah, I've had goddamn monster feet forever. Well, now, what, what does goddamn monster feet mean? Well, I wear a 15. Okay. Which I think is just on the. It's at the very bottom edge of goddamn monster feet because I know there's some. But then people they're wide too, right? Who wear? Because you because you can't even find regular Crocs. <laughs> don't don't have <laughs> Don't even start with my. Crocs thing. I, I hate Crocs and I <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. I'm now I'm mad. It's got personal for the first time on this podcast. Yes! Uh, but yeah, like for me, like a lot of times now there's so many uh, you know places online that you can buy them, including BigShoes.com. Get at us, Big Shoes. Free plug. Uh, BigShoes.com. Awesome right? Yeah, they're they're, yeah, they're yeah. from here in Austin. But like I, for years, I would just go to Academy and I'd be like, "What do you have in 15? And they would be like, "That one and that one." And I'd be like, "All right, give me both." <laughs> They're both twelve bucks. Because yeah, you can't really, you can't find big ass shoes like that in the store usually. What about um, our friends at uh, Marshalls? They have that special section there with the big shoes. I have not been to a Marshalls recently. Is that is that correct? It's like a war zone. It's like people trying on a shirt and they just threw it somewhere. It's a goddamn war zone. But they have randomly super huge shoes. They don't have size 12. That would be ridiculous. But they've got size 14, 17, 82. They've got them all there. Yeah. Mike Yowlin and Round Rock 2 would be a good place to find uh, some size 15s. There's a specialty shoe store in Portland, Oregon. Uh, my buddy, Father John, he's like seven feet tall. He gets all his dress shoes. They're, they're custom made there. I forget what they're called, but they um, they do all the NBA guys. So, you know, as they come through Portland, those guys will go into the locker room, measure feet, do the thing, get it all done. And they will, uh, they do their dress shoes and, and some of their hoop shoes and everything else. But they have all the measurements so with Nike being right there. Right. Nike just grabs their measurements because they're custom dress shoes, mm-hmm. and then shoot, get it all done. And that's where the Fajo gets his, his stuff done. It's pretty. Now, question real quick: the the guy Wesley Snipes' buddy with right. the funky hat, Sizzler, Sizzler. We're going to <laughs> yeah. Sizzler. We're going to Sizzler. Um, my my is he DJ Jazzy Jeff? <laughs> uh, is that the guy? 
No, it's not the actual DJ Jazzy Jeff, right? I don't think so. I don't so. know. Well, I don't know who he is. I just naturally assumed he was DJ Jazzy Jeff. And how are they letting the guy who's going to shoot everyone in the park to play in this fun game of light right, purple? Right. And, yeah. Uh, Money talks. Money talks, I guess. He robbed a store. And I'm not saying that because, <laughs> just because he literally robbed a store. It's well documented. Well documented. Well documented. Attempted robbery, though, right? Don't they, like, know who it is and they kind of have, like, a funny conversation? And Yeah, and then he, he sells his gun. Oh, he got the cash from his, uh... Right, they were... His, his lady, right? Well, he sold, he sold his gun, gun and then oh. he borrowed some from, uh, yeah. Yep. Uh... What are these guys named? One of the, one of the guys is named Flight. It's like Flight and uh, TJ or something. TJ like that. and Flight or something. He's like, did Zoro fuck with your family? <laughs> what happened? You've got a Z in the side of your head. What is it? This is probably one of my favorite parts because this is what I love. Uh, I mean, like, I was the uneducated shit talker. Like, I didn't know where I was supposed to shut up and not shut up and do things when I played in SoCal. But what he knows, and he's just doing it to piss Leslie Snipes off and these guys off. Yeah, and he and he's just talking shit, and they keep calling him Mayberry. Yeah, and they keep calling him Opie yeah. and Chump. Why is Chump such a big one? Like I'll, I'll, I'll send this bean pie up your ass. <laughs> Why is what? Why is Chump such a such oh, a slam? Right, yeah, Chump? Yeah, right. it doesn't really have a lot of uh, even in sensitive yeah. times much weight in twenty eighteen. No weight in Chump. I mean, because we, we should call. We should call Robert Chump and just see what he does. <laughs> Not this coming Tuesday. I'm going to be at an event, but following Tuesday, let's call him Chump and see what happens. Oh, but you see, and now he's in their head. Now they're throwing up head. bricks. Yep. It's like, see these guys. <laughs> That's good casting, too, because those guys are like, like very believable basketball players. They both do. This is a good, I think he's doing the line right here. He's like, I want to gather up all these bricks, all these bricks that you guys are throwing <laughs> up, and I'm going to build a homeless shelter for your mom because I want her off my couch. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's one of the best lines in the movie. I remember East Bay made a, yep. uh, like a nicer version of that shirt. It was like, keep on shooting bricks, you have an indoor court. Oh, and Nice. It's funny, I think my cousin Ty got my mamma to take me to see this movie, but she would not buy him that shirt. She so. wouldn't buy him that shirt? Yeah, see, he's Sally probably got it for him. I like that the rap said, all right, come on, Black, hurry up. And he goes, <laughs> why are you calling us Black? He goes, it's the shirt color. Right. You're the Blacks, they're the purples. And he's like, mm, I think you're racist. So, that, that, by the way, Wesley's turnaround, the fake on that turnaround, it's awful. <laughs> it insults the turnaround jump shot. It insults it. Absolutely insulted. It's a what are you talking about? I, I, I just, I've seen Hakeem uh, do that exact move. Hakeem stick the ball out there and bring it. Yeah, no? but Hakeem was a magician it? with that. He was. I mean, and why is the? Yeah, I don't really. That, <laughs> that another fake. Bullshit. <laughs> All of it. All of it's bullshit. It's got the Rondo ball fakes. <laughs> but yeah. Rondo actually does a ball fake because Rondo shot that shot and got the block once on purpose. Just to do that ball just set up move. Just a setup move. These guys don't, and I don't understand the shitty defense. In all two on two games, I don't understand when in the play of this, the outdoor, the shitty defense. Because in all of that, let's be honest, whether it's two on two or anything else, that move you're getting grabbed. You're not, you're not getting away with that on two on two. I've played some two on two tournaments. No one is letting you just spin away from them easy. Yeah, it's kind of like the equivalent of playing like competitive touch football 
like there's going to be a lot of gray area and people are going to... A lot of gray... Whoever I'll tell you what, no, one's, no one's doing a ha-ha, shuffle shoulders and just sprinting by you. <laughs> yeah, considering money on the line, these guys don't look very vested in defense. Yeah, no, no. Now, our, 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 your friend, my acquaintance, basketball player, and Jason Dick should know him, just on oh. principle, PR for the Spurs. Oh, yes, Jordan, yes. Jordan. You you played some uh, some hoop games some some charity games with Jordan right? I have yeah. Seems like from what I've seen from the pictures more competitive than this game. Yeah for sure Jordan turns it on during that stuff like he's still like he's still Jordan he's a laid back nice guy but I mean he played I think he was state champion in high school played college oh. ball yeah he's he's a he's a talented kid yes yes but more importantly Jason did mm. PR for the sport. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, tell him to keep Kawhi. I would love that. Can we? Can we just get him signed up on that supermax? We already got rid of Rondo, right? What? You got rid of Rondo. We never had Rondo Spurs. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. What's his name? Parker. 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 Oh yeah. The French kid. That's that's a little hurtful, but it's <laughs> the confusion of the thing and also when he's leaving. But got Bellinelli back. You hype about that? I like that. I mean, I don't know. Honestly, this is. Man, we're going to do a lot of uh, legit basketball talk this pod. That's fine. Uh, that's good. It's a, it, it, it <laughs> if, the, the if the Spurs lose Kawhi Leonard, I, and this is blasphemous in, amongst some Spurs fans, I might be in favor of tanking. I might be in favor of – because the Warriors are so good. You, LeBron, you assume, is making some kind of super team out there. So, like, what are we cl- fighting and clawing to be the seven – you know, the five, six, seven seed for the next five years – I might be in favor of racking up a couple of lottery picks, uh, which would mean trade basically trading away everybody who's worth a shit, mm-hmm. um, and then you know, winning I mean, winning thirty games for a couple of years, which is ugly. I agree, but who's gonna who's gonna take manage Ginobili's hairline? <laughs> I might be there in a few years. I'll be not as competitor agile as him, but uh, I, I like we said, I do have an inside man at the Spurs, so you know maybe. That was a wild pass there, too. Yeah, that's the, 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 they, all dangerous. <laughs> that was one of those, me. like, yeah, like when you airball it and somebody, uh, you know, tips it in and you're like, oh, I was passing it to you. That was a that was alley oop the whole time I'm throwing. Because, yeah, Wesley Snipes just threw it off the backboard to him. I like to yell when someone, uh, when someone airballs. I like to yell, close the door. <laughs> that breeze got it. Close the door. Close that door back there. As Jason will tell you, I've thrown many wild passes in my day, but I don't think I've ever given up an in-motion layup for an off-the-backboard attempted mid-range jumper. Uh, 100% no. Even though I'd probably some days give you a mid-range jumper over my wide-open layup. (laughs) (laughs) I get lucky every once in a while. Two weeks from now, I'll have to to bring that out. Two weeks from now, you're like, hey, listen. Just don't call me a chump if if it doesn't go down. 100%. No, it's uh, that's but that's the fun thing about all of this, right? Is that as, as good or as bad as these guys are, and they're awful in this film. Well, I hear Woody Harrelson is actually a decent basketball player, but they are, generally speaking, this two-on-two fouling and just horrible. I would call foul yes. nineteen times, very loud. For sure, everyone knows when I get fouled. I get annoyed <laughs> when someone when someone is like, "This is kind of a foul. Is you touch me." I'm like, "Hey, you just yell it out." I ran halfway down the court. I'm a fat man. I got to conserve my energy. We're going to play till 8:30 tonight, 6 p.m. Crying out loud, yell it out loud. You know, Woody apparently used to play a quarter mile away at that town, like Y. 
Woody Harrelson did? Yeah. Uh, Kyle, he used to run with us. Yeah. Kyle's buddy, yeah. He played in the league with them, like, right around the uh, turn of the century. What is it with Austin and having these – That I mean, I do really like the fact that Austin has all these celebrities that hang out here and, and do all this stuff, and then no one talks about it until they're gone. They're like, oh, yeah, I played with Woody. He was here, you know, just running around having fun. The, the Wilson, Owen Wilson or Luke Wilson or right. whatever. You know, all these fun – you know, the guy from um, – from weekend at Bernie's used to live here. He, he moved away. He was going to be a guest on the podcast. <laughs> wait, the dead wait, guy, Bernie. I, re- I remember that. Yeah. Did we not get him? He moved so, to Colorado. Doesn't seem like, like much of a talker. That but. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Little play. He, uh, yeah, he moved to Colorado. He's like, I would love to, but I live in Colorado now. That's just how it is. What else did that guy do? Did he ever have a? Hang on, I'm gonna look him up. You're gonna look him up. It's Terry something. <laughs> He's a very nice man. Uh, but yeah, he lives in Colorado now. I think Austin is a very celeb-friendly city, even in like a uh, "can I take a picture" era. People, yeah. Know. I was at uh, the Eastern on a Friday night a few years back. Wilmer Valderrama was there, totally unbothered, as he should be, because it's not that '70s show. It's been off the air. He dated Lindsay Lohan in her prime. Yeah, that's another reason to leave him alone. Terry Kaiser. Yep. 140 acting credits, I believe. Uh, yeah, his IMDb, uh, he is known for Weekend at Bernie's is number one. Shocker. Where Weekend. he has some lines at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, he yells at some people. Yeah. Hey, that whole, you know, playing dead thing, that's acting. All right? That's the sound of the audition for that role. Uh, what's that? <laughs> so how many people yeah, yeah, you're right. Role, that's, a, that's a real eye to be able to uh, decipher the good from the great. We're going to drag you around. He was in one of the Friday the 13th. Wow. Uh, part 7, 1988. Uh, was that before or after Weekend Parties? He was Dr. Cruz I, one year before. One year before. That's how so he showed up to play dead. Yeah, exactly. Right? He's like, yeah. Jason Statham, yeah. <laughs> look, look at me playing dead. And then a movie called Six Pack in 1982. Not a movie I'm going to star in. Those are, those are his <laughs> Those are his known pores. Unless I'm, unless I'm drinking in it, then yeah. you know. we gotta, we got to get this guy. He's living in Colorado now. He retired. He's away. He's not doing his acting. He had. A, he was an acting coach here in Austin. Really? Yeah. All right. And who's the uh, kid from Lord of the Rings? He lives here. Uh, Elijah Wood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He DJs and stuff. He yeah. bought uh, Bertrand Sosa from Rev Worldwide and formerly <laughs> Netspend's house uh, near South Congress. Oh right, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yep. Uh, All that. There's I want to take Bernie's acting class. <laughs> and just like we get to the end of the first season or first year, it'd be like you're gonna be a whole year. Like, Why? Well, whatever it is, it just be like I'm assuming I, two after weeks. I've taken taken five classes. I just after the class, I'm gonna go up to him and be like, "What are we gonna learn to do the dead Bernie thing, man?" Like, <laughs> you're talking not- to me about motivation and <laughs> blocking. When are we gonna do the thing, man? So, so Jason, hold on. <laughs> hold on. So this is uh, this is an important question for you. I don't know, Ian. Do you gamble? Nah, not really. All right, we gotta go. Yeah, Jason, me neither. <laughs> yeah, Jason. Jason sometimes he's been. I like so, to make some wagers here and there. So they're driving back, and Wesley Snipes is pushing the buttons, and yeah, well, it's okay. You can't dunk. White men can't jump. Yeah. He ends up losing. Spoiler alert. He ends up losing half, half of the five thousand dollars they won. By the way, Wesley Snipes' car is fantastic. Yeah, Yum right. Yum Donuts is also fantastic. If you've never been there in LA, go ahead, try it out. But <clears throat> he says he can dunk, and Wesley's like, you, you can't dunk. Let's bet checks. What is the most foolish bet you've made? Uh, 
or I mean, you don't have to limit it to one. You can maybe there is just one. I'm trying to think of where I bet on myself in some situation where I had no chance to do it. Uh, I mean, so Jimmy Kimmel made a bet with Ted oh, Cruz and lost. I I never you know Saw I never that. watched that uh, because Horrible. I hear it's just brutal. How the fuck do you lose to Ted Cruz? That yeah. doughy. Bastard. I'll give credit to my former producer Alex, who says Ted Cruz looks like a bag of diarrhea. Like how? One hundred percent true. How is Tough that guy? Bad, like Jimmy Kimmel? I know you're you're you know not you're not an athlete necessarily, but you he's got to be younger than Ted Cruz, and he's a sports fan. How could he ever lose to Ted Cruz in that situation? Um, Embarrassing. Embarrassing across the board that that double chin masturbating lover yet hater wants to ban dildos in the state of Texas so women can enjoy themselves in their free yeah. time that guy beat you in basketball that guy we'll say not a fan of him and his politics better looking more effective jump shot than I anticipated really oh yeah I thought really? he, yeah, I thought he was gonna beat him all for right. sure I know uh, yeah, I will yeah, say yeah. he did he, he, I mean, for, hey by the way Ted Cruz all those things I said you can still come play basketball with us on Tuesday nights yeah you're sure. right right around the corner Kimmel, yeah. I will fuck you up. I think Kimmel. I think it was. He missed the first 36 or something like that shots. He missed something something terrible. Um, I once, uh, when me and some friends were in Las Vegas, and uh, we bet, man, this doesn't even seem that bad now. It was uh, Spurs Heat, the first one, right after Ray Allen had made the crazy shot in game six. And so we bet 500 on the Spurs to win game seven. It was in Miami, and they were plus 200. So it was bet 500 to win 1,000, and uh, we lost that. <laughs> the Heat won, won that game seven, which we should have known. I think it was more like we were thinking, if the Spurs win this and we collect, the, the ticket would have been worth 1,500. It, uh, it's like, we're to this is going to be the best Vegas night ever, and we lost that one. But surely I have worse bets than that. I don't know. That's a hard one. I mean, so I've done, I've done my, my random bet that I shouldn't have made that I did was horse races, and my buddy's like, oh, this guy, um, he's really good, Jay, and uh, he, um, the horse trainer's from Brazil, and I was like, oh, fantastic, that horse is on Coke. I'm going to bet on that one. And it was uh, like 40 to 1 odds to win, and I, you know, put my 50 bucks down, and I won okay, and mm-hmm. okay. Had a good time. Yeah, that's good. Blew all that money on, on, on <laughs> booze and other things. Yes. Had a good time. But had a great time. Uh, I remember I came into Vegas after a night of winning, and I just, I wanted, I was like, you know what? If everyone believes it, like, I remember this one guy saying, everything's a theme. A horse racing, like, you just bet on, if it's devil, you bet on devil. If South American trainer, South American trainer, like, whatever it is, just if you bet your theme, you're going to win. And I was like, my theme today is splitting the random. Splitting the what? The random. So I play blackjack, and then I play games I don't understand, and I make them walk me through (laughs) as I'm drunk. But I start off sober with blackjack, and I get drunk because I'm so awful at it. And I'd get two queens, and I'd go, let's split them. And they'd be like, uh... That's that's very bad. (laughs) That's really, really bad. And I get another face card, and they're like, well, tear that one off too. <laughs> and I have three face cards. And then one time, it only happened once, I got an ace and ace and ace. So you have 321s. Oh. And I was like, see, told you. I'm a winner. 
this is how you play. And then I lost about seven hundred to a thousand dollars going with that strategy, and no one yeah, playing with me. Yeah, that's not a good strategy. That's not good. And no one playing with me. People would come to sit down to play, and the dealer would wave them off, like, "No, no, this guy's fucking crazy." You don't want to gamble next to this person. He's gonna he's gonna fuck the flow up. And I never understood that she's drinking again, Rosie Perez. Yeah. Random anecdote too. Uh, he kisses the arrowhead piece before his last dunk attempt. He does. And oh right. Not, There's gotta it, be something to that. And it doesn't help him fly. No. Yeah. But you know what doesn't? You know what the thing is that I noticed about all those three missed dunks is he's palming the ball and the ball is loose as it's coming on the way up, up yeah. on the way up. Like right. he's not palming it effectively or whatever it may be. It's not necessarily his height. I like mean, Steve Francis in the dunk contest. Remember that the dunk wheel? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he had to do the Dr. J dunk. Dr. J dunk. Yeah, that that sounds kind of familiar. Steve Francis is a like bad candidate to be able to pull that off, right? Who yeah, was, he's who's awesome. Who's the guy like from dunker, but couldn't pump the ball? Who's the guy from Oregon? Fred Jones? Uh, no, 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 no. Um, yeah, horrible names. God bless. Why do I even bring this shit up? Uh, but he won the dunk contest. White guy. Brent Berry? Brent Berry. Yeah. Oh. Brent Yeah, wearing Berry. the warm-up top. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank Fully you. Fully suited. Yeah. Fully suited and won a dunk contest. Why? Because the guy can jump out of the gym. Uh, let me take a moment to... Spur also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't, don't even start me on Tony Parker and Brent Berry and all that shit. Uh, <laughs> that's... I mean, let's just address some of the finances in this movie for a second. Please. Because the tournament that they won was for $5,000. So Changing lives. Presumably $2,500 apiece. Yep. And somehow it is portrayed as if that's going to get the Staluli brothers out of, the, out of their hair or that's going to fix their, their problems. Also going to put them... But he blew it. Yeah, Sydney out of Vista View. Yeah, he, yeah. Cindy's going to get out of the thing. Look, I don't, I don't want to act de baller, and I don't know what things were like in 1992. Mom, my my mom bought $140 <laughs> shoes, I'll have you know. Uh, but if, if your problems are eliminated by $2,500, aren't they? You know, your problems are not that horrific, right? Also, he loses the money, and on the way home, stops and buys her this dress. Like, that was, you know, so your problems were really only like $2,300 or something like that, right? Yeah, and you have the trophy. Yeah. Melt that down. That's got to be <laughs> Melt something. that down. It's got to be. And, and how did she, in these dire straits, get the bottle of wine, the flowers, the candles, huh. the tablecloth? That hotel right. is not... Paying, how, paying uh, you're playing, it's a shitty motel. You're paying uh, $50 a night, though, still. You're in Southern so California. $50 right? a night's a lot. Yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, it's just some simple money management could have gotten you guys out of this problem. <laughs> just, some, yeah, listen, just a little Suze Orman one-on-one, and you guys are on the road in not six months, in about six days. Would you have to win 50 tournaments to recoup the... Uh, the top, I'm, I'm 100%. I'm assuming that that's, that's the jam right there. And he's got the Reebok pumps at one point in time, right? He's got uh, Nike Air Command Force. Oh, okay. Which uh, I Does wore. Does he stay I, with them the whole I time? To the, yeah, I went to the park yesterday. Do those have the pump thing? Yeah, it was the time Nike like bit Reebok. Okay. So like Reebok came out with a pump in, I want to say, 89. Um, these came out in 91, 92. And yeah, Nike copied, or was late. Basically, it was one of the one times, I mean, I guess now some would say with Boost and React, yeah. that they're uh, behind the curve. But, yeah, David Robinson's uh, not right. signature shoe, but fame from wearing Yeah, 
like those guys. They're super high. It, it, yeah. Aren't they I like, like way up? Yeah. I should have worn them today. Should have. What, what are you wearing today? You got uh, some fancy Adidas shoes on Easy 700s. Uh, Kanye West Adidas shoe. Oh, Kanye okay. West Adidas shoe. Do you want to comment on what Kanye West is going through? There's cons- conspiracy theories <clears throat> that he basically sold his soul to whomever. And they traded that soul in, and his his fame is his riches based on an article, based on some lyrics that he said in a song that he allowed his mother to pass so that he could be as famous and rich as he is. Like I did this all as my mama passed, or something like that. And there's this whole thing where it's, it, the reason that his shoes are famous, the reason that he makes money is is because of this conspiracy theory that he has sold himself essentially to the devil or to the the overlords of whatever runs this country. I mean, he's not <clears throat> recently, but I guess to just like explain that or dead that, like he had a he had a line. It was actually ended up it was supposed to be on the Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy album. Went on a Snoop Dogg's album. It was like I sold my soul to the devil. That's a crappy deal. All came with is a few toys, like a Happy Meal. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's like eight years ago. Um, but I mean, he used to say. Uh, like you know like he's obviously like somebody especially around his career like very vocal Christian that he'd like say a prayer like that he wouldn't feel any pain and he felt like when he lost his mom that was like the most painful thing you could ever go through you know um, I don't I don't think he sold his soul I mean I think uh, I think he he's been very vocal about like he realizes if he would have never moved his mom to LA mm-hmm. she would never felt the pressure to fit in and get plastic surgery okay um, the intelligence on this, I like. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. No, it's like this is all new Sam, for me. Sam yeah. Tripoli, calm down. Yeah, I mean, I do think that uh, from just like a sanity or health point of view, like I think everybody goes through it now with the constant distraction or engagement of the internet and attention. Like I don't know, I do. Everybody does, but I think he probably has it at the highest height just based on who he is and the life he lives. Yeah. Um, and too, I mean, he's an artist. You know, most artists are, you know, bipolar to a degree. You know, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't mean anything ill by that. No, but, no, that, I think, yeah. I, but I think that create um, that that leads to creativity, for but sure. it also leads to depression. It also yeah, the it leads the to the, the the roller coaster. So in this roller coaster, in the fashion, you're in the shoe game. Yeah. What do you think about his shoes? I mean, um, not that he listens, not that he cares, but seriously, what do you think about his shoes? I don't know. People from Adidas say he reads the side. I don't know if they're just trying to. To, to make us feel good or not, um, but I, I, he's supposed to be like one of the most, one of the hardest workers, which to me isn't surprising. You know what I mean? Not to say that he, like a lot of his work is having a lot of people do work for him. Yeah. Whether it's design, music production, lyric writing, things of that nature. Um, his shoes are good, but these shoes. Do you uh, like them? I like them. I mean, you're um, wearing it, but that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I like them. Um, so I got these. It's funny. The news broke. I was in Nordstrom Rack with my mom and sister in Austin <laughs> on Saturday. I think it was Nordstrom Rack, like one of those type of stores. And I had to like get the news live, like from my phone. Like I wrote the whole post, did like the Photoshop work from my phone. And they're still available because usually these like sell out in like seconds. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna get a pair. And like money was tight at the time, so I even had to like transfer from my savings account just to make sure like my mortgage went through and stuff like that. Three hundred dollar shoe. These are not a three hundred dollar shoe. If I'd have picked them up in person, I yep. would not have spent that much. These you paid three hundred dollars like for these here? And tax and shipping, yes. Yeah. 
Um, so no, they're, they're gonna get a shot. Does Nice That's Kicks true. give you a budget for shoes? <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, come I mean, on, Nice they, Kicks. They, I mean, they, they doing that uh, obviously that they, they take good care of me and compensate me well. Um, but okay. I get I get a ton of shoes for free from work. Like I buy one pair of shoes on average a year now, which is like very unsneakerhead type talker conversation. But yeah. I just like I don't have I don't have room for more, and I, it's it's the furthest thing from a need. You know what I mean? It's a cra- I mean, it's an awesome thing, right? Yeah. It, it, so now, I mean, it, it's one of those weird things, right? It's, it's the world of surplus. I remember we, we met, I was in Vegas. Speaking of Vegas, uh, I met Barry Sanders for the first time. Oh, nice. And I walked up to him and I said, hey, man, we're here at my buddy's bachelor party. And I know everyone wants to buy you a drink. And he goes, yep. And I go, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I said, but when was the last time you bought someone a drink? Oh, Ooh. and he smiled and he put his arm around me and he goes, where are your boys? And I said, right over here. And he bought us a drink and he goes, where's your tab? And I go, I mean, she has it. He walks over to her and says, no, no, no. And she hands me back her credit card and she goes, don't worry about it. Mr. Sanders wow. taking care of it. And then he goes, come on. I'm like, where are we going? And he goes, I got you guys a limo. You're riding with me. My friends are riding the limo. We're going to some other clubs. And wow. he took us out for the night. And I bring it up. Because in the world of surplus, right, and mm-hmm. in the world where you are, where it's like, I actually don't have a need for shoes. Yeah. Right. Or really, so you, don't, you don't have a need for drinks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I do not have a need for drinks. <laughs> this is, a, this is a, Jason, Dick, and I have needs. Drinks are not one of them. We, we are we are well compensated in the in the in the cocktail category. But it's a weird thing where it's like the the area where you get good at doing something, and then someone's like, hey. You're so good at this. I want to give you this, or you're so rich. I, you know, I want to buy you a drink. And you're like, right. No, I can afford drinks for the whole bar. But I heard this crazy story about Justin Bieber. He goes to this little bar up in L.A. and he rolled in, and they were mourning someone who passed. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Oh my gosh, what happened?" And they go, "Oh, this guy who played the piano here passed away." He goes, "I had heard him play before." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, it's pretty sad." He he put his black card down. And he goes, "Drinks are on me tonight," and he goes. I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt. I don't know the person. And then he left. That's, I mean. That should be on E! News. That should, <laughs> be, people should be talking about But people should be talking about it. Yeah, yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like, in the world of, it, it's a weird thing in this world where the person who has the opportunity or the surplus, right, gets more of the surplus. Mm-hmm. And the person who doesn't have the opportunity of the surplus pays to try to get to the world of the surplus so that they can have more of what they don't need. Yeah, that's an interesting dichotomy. I don't play oh, yeah. like that. And that brings us to the hook shot. I did the hook shot every once in a while. Jason, yeah, yeah. Did hook shot fan. Green no, that no, bar. My boy. Yeah, my man. A dream catcher. It'll be awesome to see him be to develop a hook shot. I mean, it'd be awesome to see anybody, but like he seems like. Wagner, I'd like to see Wagner. Oh yeah, I love Wagner. He's nice. I like him. <laughs> oh, get a hook shot, son. But um, you gotta. I mean, you look at this. You know, this is one of those weird things, right? Where it's what is your what is your weird trial by trial by fire? What is your thing? Like Woody Harrelson's got his hook shot mm-hmm. that he has to do to save the girl, to try to save the relationship, which doesn't work out. But is there a, is there a trial by fire thing that you where you had to do something or it put you out or, or or when you did it you felt this sense of accomplishment or this I mean like 
you've grown up in nice kicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, seriously, go from an intern to now doing what you do and and coming in with. I mean, honestly, like I don't, you know, there's some of the, some of the guys we play with have serious cheddar, right? They've got some real money, mm-hmm. and you come in with the hottest, freshest shoes, and they seem like, what are those? Talk to me about this. Talk about basketball. Who'd you talk to? Who'd you interview? What's going on? What's next? What's coming out? Um, but where where are your I mean, and Jason Dick will go with you first because you've just been working longer. Um, from the radio, like, what was your? Is there is there a trial by fire moment where you like all of a sudden nailed one interview and your boss looked at you and said, "That's what I'm fucking talking about." You get the morning no, show champ. <laughs> no, de- <laughs> definitely not. Uh, but I certainly uh, back rewind to when I first started. Several people will remember this. Nobody will. <laughs> <laughs> Several. Uh, like I kind of came onto, got my way onto the, oh, and he made it, and he. And now we're on Jeopardy. Uh, I got on the morning show for the first time. I was like the third wheel of this program, hosted by two people named Trina and Sean, and they hated each other. And uh, eventually, basically, one of them was going to kill the other one off, and uh, tr- they could not get along. And eventually, Trina moved to another day part another time and so then it was just me and Sean for a while I'm 22 or 23 years old at the time and Sean was from Arizona and it was Thanksgiving and uh, he he went back to uh, he went back to Arizona for Thanksgiving and never came back <laughs> literally never came back thank you Jason brought me a beer uh, and uh, oh yeah by the way we did not have a program director or a boss at this time and so like literally when I was 23 years old for like six months, they just said, uh, all right, Jason, you're gonna host the morning show by yourself. And uh, I kind of, maybe similar to Billy Hoyle's hookshot, uh, I had no idea what I was doing. There was no reasonable approach to take it. I sort of just closed my eyes and prayed and was like, I hope this works out. And I guess you could say it worked out because I still, still work there, I'm still doing it. Uh, so uh, yeah, that would that would that would be it for me. You said the guy never moved back to. <laughs> well, I'm sure he came back and got his stuff, but he was it was a it was a real tough situation because it's 2004. He moved here from Arizona. Uh, he was a George W. Bush supporter, <laughs> which uh, at that time, particularly in a progressive yeah. community like Austin, that was not a, a great thing to be. And so, yeah, I don't know that the audience was very, it was too nuts about him. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, he just, he, he had moved here with his girlfriend. They were both kind of conservative, I guess, and they, they did not care for Austin. And at Thanksgiving, they went home, and, and she was like, I ain't going back there. And he's like, okay, we'll, we'll stay here. Did the, did the tension between him and Trina make for, like, good on- oh, contact? Oh, or was it just, like, bad? I, I don't know. There was one time where I literally thought, like, he, she was trying to goad him into hitting her <laughs> because she Whoa. she knew he so he had gotten into it. Sean, if you're listening to this, I I apologize for sharing all your business. He'd gotten into a physical altercation with a, a coworker before, but it was a man. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, Trina, I remember her. I could tell she was purposely trying to get him to hit her because she knew he'd be fired. If he hit her, and uh, I'm again, I'm 22 or 23, and I'm just watching this. I'm like, 
I uh, I I am gonna have to go back to school. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm gonna do something. Something, please. Um. So. I mean, as a person who doesn't work, <laughs> I don't have these uh, these moments. Look at young Trout Alex Trebek here. I mean, did you have the flip? Did you have a moment where you're like, I don't need to work for like quote unquote the man, or like do that? Where you're like, I've never, I've so I've never applied for a job really. Uh, I've I've tried to apply for jobs. I've never successfully applied for a job ever once. Wow. Uh, I've always had people reach out or do things or say something or wh whatever it may be and then got me in front of someone and they're like that's our guy let's go with it but I've never done the oh I need to like I've filled out this paperwork and I've handed it to you and you've right. looked at the paperwork and you've been like you know what this is the person who does the bullet points correctly <laughs> and there we go so um, I've never done that I don't I don't know what that's like I've tried and it, uh, you know, it, my, my poor wife, like she's applied for jobs and she's always applied for a job and gotten one. She's like, you should apply for a job. Like you're not working right now. And I was like, that's eh, good. She's like, no, no, you need to apply for a job. And I was like, okay. She's like, where'd you apply? I'm like, Home Depot. She's like, no, 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 <laughs> apply for a real job. Like go online, like get in Indeed or whatever these right. people are. And, and then you, you, you make a resume and then you send it out. And then people call you because they're so interested because they're fascinated by what you've done. I was like, sounds amazing. So I tried it. I never got one call. Mm. But then, you know, I go speak at an event or, you know, I spoke at the World's Fair Nano, the future of technology. And then I'll get people who just see it on YouTube. And then they email me. And they're like, hey, what are you doing? Come work for us. Come work for us. And I was like, this is way easier than applying for a job. One, <laughs> it takes less time. Two, I don't have to do anything. Like, do you have a resume? I'm like, I mean, I guess. And they're like, never mind. When you start sending you checks, I'm like, I would love that. Man, I haven't updated my resume in a long time. I wonder what it looks like. That's... Well, see, you have consistency, sir. You yeah. have you have you have four years of consistency. <laughs> just just doing something. You know, a lot of now you just you just lost Alex, your producer. Uh, now you're saying hurtful things again. No, no, but I mean, I mean, like yeah. so. But I mean, I've I've always I think I've I've heard Alex the whole time I've lived in Austin. He was there for for a while, right? Yeah. He was there for a while. Like ten years, probably. Ten years. Uh, Maybe yeah. a little less than that. I don't know. You got Nick there still. Yeah, he's he's fun. He's fun. Um, you got Debs. She's still there. I like to. She's plural, great. I like to plural her name just because I think it's fun. Yeah. I, I know it probably annoys her a little bit, but that's okay. I like to annoy Deb a little bit. Yeah. But Hang on a second. You know the song that he won her back with? It's like I will never bring you water. When you're <laughs> yes, in our bed, you know, I'll it's try funny. understand whatever. When he's playing that, because obviously, like, it's noiseless right now, but uh, Adam Sandler and the wedding singer, like, real old with you, was like, oh, always playing in my head, even though that's oh, right, it, yeah, and yeah, um, similar situation. So, Ian, do you, do you, do you have the, the moment? Like, do you have a couple moments where there was an interview or something that you did where your boss or bosses went, hey, I mean, like, Jason's got the moments where he's done some interviews and his boss has been like, and you might be fired tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, 100%. I mean, like, the first one that came to mind was interviewing Lil Wayne, just because that was like... Now, I how did you get... Now, did you, do you have a PR person that sets that up for you, or do you set that up yourself? 
So this dude, uh, Mike, who everybody calls Cowboy, who works like who like ran his clothing line Truck Fit. Okay, I, I know my, Truck Fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit up uh, my uh, you know my boss house and Matt, and it was like Sunday. We're about to go to Miami for agenda. And I was in church. So I get a text from Allison. She's like, "Hey, uh, you're gonna interview Wayne. Right questions." It's like what? I was like, like, do you mean the little Wayne? Because like, I, mean, I was like, <laughs> the I like how the Michigan comes out of you mean the little Wayne? I, I mean, I like, I still remember going to Sorry. Sam Goody, yeah, in uh, in sixth grade and having my mom like buy me the edited version of Lil Wayne CD and like, like my favorite rapper as a kid and all that. So, but still, we were previously supposed to do something with Wayne at South by. And he like took a nap and didn't show up. So I just knew that it was one of those things that might not be a thing, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I, uh, me and my coworker Darren, we write like questions for it in the airport because they got to get them ASAP. We get to Miami. Still don't really think it's going to be a thing. Rob that night, you know, all of us, and Allison is with us. She gets a text and she's like, uh, yo, the interview's happening. So I like put down my drink. I'm like, all right, I got to be shocked tomorrow. I'm still not really <laughs> thinking it. And I, I, you know, interview Wayne in front of like a crowd of people because it's Lil Wayne, you know, on camera and stuff like that. But like literally like blackout moment. Like I'm glad it's on camera, even though I, I you know, made some mistakes or whatever, it still went well. But just because other than that, I have like no recollection other than like shaking his hand and then it being done. Like <laughs> total just like, um, but really I'd say the biggest thing for me was when I interned uh, nine years ago, there was six interns, and even though I thought I was really good, and everybody else was good too, I was like one of two that it didn't seem like there was a future for us there. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, there are two writers that were young that I really liked. Um, one, my buddy was a year older, so he was like ready to like start full time on another side we had. And then me and this other guy, um, you know, you know, sidebar, everybody from the group's doing well, so it's not like a, you know, sad story type deal. Um, but just for whatever reason, there wasn't that interest. And I was like, damn, like, I think I'm really good. So it didn't really mean too much. Um, and like many times over the summer, I was like, yo, like, I think I want to go home to East Lansing. Like, I have friends there. Like, I don't know if this is going anywhere. And like, you know, my dad and my mom really like thank god for them they're like you know like you know just like you know ride it out you know like you know see what happens you know cream will rise to the top so we go out for like one of my mentors of the company peter sims like going away or birthday party i get like drunk as shit on sixth street on like a wednesday night or thursday because we work monday wednesday friday and i'm still like buzzed up going into uh <laughs> i'm still buzzed up going to the day which is probably not like good advice for like a kid out there interning somewhere great advice you know, i still remember like listening to like freaking like boy band music or something silly like acting goofy <laughs> uh that tells you a lot about our intern bunch but um anyway so matt my boss you know then and still now calls me in the office and is like Yo, these like flu game Jordans are coming back, like the shoes, there's one 12 that Mike won flu game, but like they're doing them kind of silly, like they have like emojis on the side and stuff. And he was like, we need to do a piece like explaining that, like, you know, this shoe is more than just the flu game. Like, obviously, that's a big moment, but like to do it this way is in the way. So I was like, all right, you know, like he taught me how to do all the research and stuff. And I ended up like, I was like, well, you know, like, he actually only played in those for a few games, like one of them being the flu game, but like here are the 12 best games that Air Jordan 12, and like the writing was super on point, and like 
it was a hit basically. Like, nice. Like Jordan Brand loved it. Like Slam was talking about it. And I've never been, I don't think I've been published on the site till then. And like that was, honest to God, like the reason I'm here now. Like, wow. Yeah, like, I, didn't, I didn't think I'd ever have a job or ever be the editor or anything. Well, you're like, and, and, and sponsored, I mean, the flu game sponsored by cocaine. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say, I got to say this. I mean, I guess I, I, wasn't, I wasn't under the weather myself or didn't have the flu, but I was probably... No, I'm talking about Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Many people, many people, conspiracy theory, once again, is that Jordan went on a bender. Fair, he yeah. Loved, he loved Satan's dandruff, the right. booger sugar. Oh, I never heard that. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I the one I heard is... that in Salt Lake? Even if you're Michael Jordan. He flew out. He flew out the night before. He was gone. So there's there's two guys that that, um, that partied with the Bulls in SoCal that always got in trouble, and one of them, like I remember, because I mean I was there when they had the helicopter land in Newport Beach at Dennis Rodman's place to pick him mm-hmm. up, right? And he got all those fines, uh, and it was it was like that those Jordan and Rodman, the coaches got mad at people who party with them because they're like, hey, stop, you're fucking up the flow because mm-hmm. no one else parties like Scotty doesn't party like that right no one else parties like that but Jordan would go out all night play poker do whatever and boom come back and, and land it and so the conspiracy theory was that he had a bender he did a little too much booger sugar and then he was going you know to dip I just down. knew that he was, he was hung over like I've heard that he was hung over for the flu game what was... eventually came out was that he had food poisoning that like yeah I remember some like shady that. like kids at Domino's or whatever like yeah, showed up ordered pizza a pizza to ordered. His room yeah. And, yeah. I don't pooped on his pizza he's I, like this sausage is weird I mean that is something like in hindsight like I guess I you'd put old like who would have like old pizza toppings hanging around you know what I mean like how yeah. could you like that's true. Right, know how to poison. But I mean, I, I feel like if Mike really like got down like that, then him and Dennis would have been better friends. Unless that was just like an image thing, you know? Yeah, I've I I heard that they are. That I think they, they they might party in different circles. If you exactly. Know. But Mike cared about winning that much. I don't think he would have. Yeah. I mean, even though like no like gambling analogy, but like roll the dice in the finals. And Utah yeah. was a good team, and Carlos won the MVP. Utah was so a great like team, but. But do you also not at some point, when you're great at everything, you're trying to be, when you're great at basketball and you're a competitor and you just only know how to put the foot on the throat. And we'll, now I'll get back to this, right? Where Woody Harrelson is leaving his girl to play one more game of basketball to win some money, right? One more game. Do you not look at that and go, I'm that good, but I'm, am I that good at poker? Am I that good at golf? I, I mean, there are stories of Michael Jordan not paying bets back to people only because he wanted to keep betting you until he finally fucking won. Hmm. Or that if you beat him in a, in a three-point shooting contest, he wouldn't talk to you for a week. <laughs> he just wouldn't talk to you. He's like, fuck you. Yeah. I mean, he was that competitive about everything. So what makes you think in that mind, if you're that competitive about everything, that you're also not that competitive about drugs or about gambling or about something else that keeps you up all night long and then you just like, but my spirit will push me through the finals, which it did. True. Whether it was whether it was food poisoned or it was drugs or it was alcohol or anything else, who cares? The mentality to push through, the mentality to 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 rise up and lead your team when you you didn't have to. But again, gamma it just seems like a bad bet. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> seems even like a bad bet. Like, even <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I, 
<laughs> no, anybody who's gambling never stops to think, is, is this a good bet? It's just about, hey, I am going to win. I win at everything. I I want to win. I'm not going to stop till I win. So, yeah, I can see. Uh, I, I'm not sure about the partying angle, but, yeah, yeah, I could see him, you know, keeping his ass out in a casino all night when he's got a game the next day. No problem. But it's, yeah, this is the thing. Like, Salt Lake, like, adds such another dimension to it. Like, I'm sure there's, like, some good-looking yeah. girls out there and stuff. No, but, but they like, say they flew you get out. To, you get to Lake oh, Tahoe. Gotcha. You get to Lake Tahoe relatively quickly from there. Yeah. You, can get to, uh, you can get to a couple places real quickly that allow yeah. gambling. I mean, just to debunk this, I mean, Please. not to, like, I don't know, just curiosity. Like, I, I don't have any experience with cocaine withdrawal, but I would feel like, I mean, I guess like like a hangover or whatever. Like, you know, you'd kind of feel like you have the cold or the flu, or you'd be groggy. But it, it's, I don't know. I, I don't. There's an endorphin level that's different, right? So you're you're playing off uh, what is what is a peak or a rise in in what gets you most excited or what, what does it right? It, mm-hmm. it, it hits those, and when those are gone. Like MDMA really drains those, right? But when, right. when those are when those are gone, that's a horrible shot. When those are when those <laughs> are, it's just a fucking dumb and awful shot. I would shove someone if they tried that. But if, when, when that when that when that's gone, uh, it, it your body is literally drained because there's a part of it that allows you to roll through, right? And then there's a part of it that you're not rolling through that you're like addiction is I need to do this to stay up because I've depleted myself so much. And and I'm not saying he's an addict in any way, shape, or form, but I'm saying that in the in the downturn, and Jason can speak more to this than I can because I don't suffer from hangovers, the hangover... How dare you? <laughs> the, the How hangover, dare you? The hangover is, is a depletion part, right? You've, you've done something in your body and it hasn't reacted to it perfectly. Yeah. Like me as a superhero. But, um, you know, and, and Pedialyte only does so much, and Gatorade only does so much. Yeah, I mean, it's basically, I'm not a fucking doctor, I don't know, but your body, you you have introduced what is effectively poison into your body, mm-hmm. and so now it's out of balance, and whether it is dehydration, or you've tricked your body into thinking, hey, I need these things, or I want those things, yeah, your body is just saying, hey, this is not right, the, 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 something's out of balance, put something in here. Yeah, and, and when, when you add that to adrenaline or you add that to anything else that, that, that um, affects your brain, like alcohol affects more physically than it does your brain, right? right? And that's why there's a physical addiction to it. But that, that point of, of those things, yeah. you, you can look at that wear and tear on someone. I mean, the, the only time I've had uh, what I would consider a hangover, I did Molly. Ooh, right, and right. I did way too much. Probably enough to kill a horse. I took two tabs. I was doing the pure form, not the pill, where I was licking my finger and dabbing on the mountain and then putting it under my tongue. Yeah. I did four of those. Didn't work. I sniffed some lines. Didn't work. Mm-hmm. And then it finally hit. And the next yeah. day, I remember laying in my bed thinking, oh, this is awful. Like, my jaw hurt. I went through, like, two packs of gum that night. I was an idiot. I was an asshole. That was, but I've never done it again. Kids, don't do that. Hang on. We're, we're at the most important Please. part of the movie. Here we go. Okay. Well, hang on. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, he backdoors him. Back Wesley door. Snipes going to hit him with the alley-oop. <laughs> Horrible pass. <laughs> Jump. Uh, and, yeah, this is the part. Watch this part right here because he's definitely... That is not a t- like a 10-foot rim. Like no. You, you watch him jump up and grab the pass, and he, he his, his foot is barely off the ground before he's at the rim. 
So and then when he definitely drops, a Hollywood stunt rim there. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Um, I mean, in the moment when I was watching this movie the first time, I I got the butterflies. Did you believe you could dunk? I, I loved it. I uh, no, I did not think it that time. I was ten. <laughs> Honestly, that's one of the more shameful things of, 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 about my existence, in that I'm depending on how you measure. I'm at least six three, and I have never dunked a basketball in my life. That is, I was there were there were times when, when I was in shape when I was young enough in high school and in shape. I was only like, you know, 5, 10, 11, 6 foot. And then when I grew to 6'3", when I probably could have done it, I was too fat and lazy. And so, yeah, I have never dunked a basketball. Is it too late for me? Could I still, can I you make can that still goal? still do it. Keto. To We're going to put you on keto for two yeah, months? Fucking, I don't think I'm going to do that. Uh, Ian, have you ever, did you ever like do the, the workouts to try to dunk? I mean, have you, have you dunked? I shouldn't assume that you haven't dunked. That's uh, horrible. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming gender or something. Yeah, I've, I'm, I've never, uh, I've never dunked on a 10 foot hoop. I'm a... Uh, uh, famous or infamous among friends for like jamming. I forgot if I jam my wrist or like sprain my thumb, like dunking on an eight foot room and getting home <laughs> uh, in high school. Nice. So yeah, I'm not a, uh, I'm not vertically gifted. Uh, you, you've seen my jump shot. There's two sheets of paper. Shoot. Slide them under. I'm <laughs> getting them back. Yeah, it's it's, it's an, I mean, I, I did have a strength shoes as a kid, but um. Were those ones the springs in the heel? Yeah. Did those I, work at all? Well, they're supposed to train you up, right? No, Isn't that I mean, the yeah, way that it basically works? gets you to walk on your toes. Um, yeah. Nah, yeah. I mean, I mean, my idea was like, I'm, I don't know. I guess even as a kid, maybe like a multitasker. But I was like, I was gonna wear these to mow the lawn and like <laughs> walk around the house. You know, maybe even go to school, and it, it never worked out like that. Never worked out. So no, I've, I've never, I've never thrown down. I don't think I've ever. I hate to say it, but I don't think I've ever grabbed the rim on 10 foot. Like, oh. got like a handful of it, yeah. I've dunked once. Yeah? Two, was it awesome? How tall are you? 6'1". Okay. Uh, that was uh, that was five years ago. I was at my leanest. I was 185. I was playing hoops a lot. I was doing like jump things. I was doing all this stuff to work on it. And I did it. Was he dunked at 38? Yeah. That's inspiring. That's pretty good, yeah. Inspiring, trying to inspire Jay. Oh yeah! Oh, I, I just got inspired. Put some so, ketos in me. Are there so, ketos in uh, Crown? I don't uh, think so. Hundred percent. It's a keto effective diet. So here's here's the last question, last thing for both of you. Um, you know, uh, so what he loses the girl, right? He goes, he goes. So is there a point in time in your guys' career where you've chose the job over the girl? You've chose, or you've chose a thing over the girl. Um, Where that, she's like, you know, Jay, if you just didn't have to wake up at 4 a.m. every morning, I could really, I could spend the night with you. That'd be amazing. That person who I was married to, she got very upset at sometimes about some of the things I would share from our relationship with everybody. And she... Your honesty? Wanted, me, wanted me to stop talking about those things. And I'm like, this is part of the job. That's the way it works. You would never have been interested in me if I had not already, you know, she, I kind of met her through professional channels like that. Uh, so, but it was never like a choose this or that for me necessarily, I don't think. No? Ian? 
I mean, I feel like maybe engaging in like a uh, conversation about whether or not Mike was partying the night before the flu game. Maybe I put my career in jeopardy there. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for the record, for the record, I, Ian's I'm not. Still, that's still, me. That's not Ian. I'm, I'm still, I'm still Team Pizza on that story. Team, team Pizza, I like um, that. But honestly, the exact opposite. When I was in Michigan State interning, and when I was in Michigan State graduating, there were girls. The summer before I took the internship and the summer before I took the job, where looking back then, if we were a thing, I would have stayed there. Looking back yeah. now, I know that was a good decision. I didn't like. Right. No, no offense to them. It was they were less into me than I was into them. But uh, no, I haven't had that. Uh, yeah, I haven't like I've been in a spot once where I'm ever considered moving from somebody. But I'm a pretty mobile job, so you can yeah. gotta do it wherever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like dirty bills. Like dirty bills. I mean, listen, this feeling like, oh, the, the ambiance is, or the, the sound is, is awful. Just, <laughs> listen, the, the, the free beers are amazing. Yeah, come, you moved come to drink a dirty Austin. Bill. Dirty bills. Yeah. For a lady, right? And then no, 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 no. So um, I've just been a vagabond a lot of my life, and I moved to Austin because I was bored in Southern California. I was, I was done. And uh, there was some other, there was some family things with the property and other stuff. And I just, I came, I came out here. And then uh, in coming out here, probably a year into coming out here, I dated two gals. And uh, they both went uh, kind of bad. Uh, and then I was at a, a bar that a gentleman had rented out for his birthday that I got invited into. And in that, bada boom, bada bing, I met uh, now my wife. But I remember my, my first line tour was, hey, can I buy you a drink? And she said, uh, my friend rented out this bar, all the drinks are free. And I said, exactly, can I buy you a drink? And she didn't find that funny. She's just like, I'll have this. And I said, okay. But I was hammered, and probably a little bit high at the time. And uh, hmm. I just knew that I had to run out. So she was going to introduce me to her friends of like, hey, here's this guy and a little bit longer hair than you do now, Jason, uh, on my oh, shoulders, no. my wife beautiful wavy long hair and uh, she's like I'm gonna introduce you to my friends and I'm like great and she turned around to go grab her friends and I ran out and got into a cab because I already had her number and then I left because I knew I was gonna fuck it up <laughs> like there's a part of me that knows that's good and yeah having that instinct is really valuable it's because it's a beautiful instinct I can't tell you how many times I wish I had that instinct where I was like I was in and then a couple hours later it's like nope back out nope nope I was <laughs> I'm not I'm not in uh, and yeah, and then we, we met, you know, got married and got a kid and a house and all those all those trappings of uh, that are that are uh, advantages. I've seen all of it firsthand. All good things. All good things. It's not it's not terrible. It's not terrible. So um, Ian, here's the fun thing. I mean, you know, the last since, since I started this, you've heard me talk about this at basketball. We've had some fun. You know, we uh, we we play hoops at least once a week together. We we have a good time. Now you get to experience this craziness that is the talking during movies podcast what are your thoughts it's fun yeah i had a, I had a blast like Good, honestly man. not just the guinness talking but yeah <laughs> maybe a little bit but yeah it was fun <laughs> good man well listen you're fun uh i love your insight and your knowledge especially um just on the fashion the hoops the, the whole thing you're you're, you're well versed for, for anyone that wants to pigeonhole someone that is like writes for a publication or edits a publication or does something and doesn't think the, the great thing is that we can we, we can pigeonhole Ian into uh, 
being a Spartans fan and, and having you know horrible football sense. <laughs> and that's fine. And that's okay. And the fact that he loves Yeezys and, and believes that Michael was, was, was poisoned by one bad piece of sausage. And that's okay. It's not a problem. But he's well-versed. He's a young man that's well-versed and I believe single, ladies. Handsome devil. Oh, thank you. Handsome devil. And you will find him out on East 6th Street looking for someone just turned 21. Okay. 22 also. 22, 22, 21, 22, and then that's his cutoff. That's his cutoff. No, no, I'm kidding. Ian, thanks for being here, man. I know you're busy. I know you're doing a hey, lot of pleasure, stuff, man. man. Brother, I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Jason Dick, I mean, you talk in the microphone so much, and Sir. you still always make time to come and do this nonsense. I'm just here for the drinks. I mean, no, it's always, <laughs> it's always a pleasure to, uh, to hang. Pronounce my name wrong. Again, <laughs> to that... Kids, closing out, you gotta listen to my daughter singing a song about the first time she took a shit. Enjoy.